0: MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires.
1: MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Today, the Pepsi 400. Sponsored by Pontiac, the official pace car of NASCAR, 22 years running. Pontiac, We are driving excitement. By Anheuser-Busch, brewers of smooth bush beer and easy-drinking bush Light. By Unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with the spirit of 76. By the Bunker Hill line of canned meats, flat-out better than the rest. And by
2: Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR. Good morning once again from the Daytona International Speedway. They have just fired the engines down on Pit Road as they get ready to send 41 cars onto the racetrack for the Pepsi 400. Let's take a look at that starting lineup.
3: Ken Schrader of Fenton, Missouri, has the Kodiak Chevrolet shotgun with a provisional starting spot at 41st. 40th is Loy Allen out of Raleigh, North Carolina, the naturally fresh Ford, his Winston Cup debut here at Daytona. 39th, Jimmy Horton of Somerville, New Jersey, the active trucking Chevrolet. Dick Trickle of Wisconsin Rapids, Wisconsin, has the factory store is Ford in 38th. 37th is Richie Petty of Randleman, North Carolina. The Winston Cup Water Ford. P.J. Jones out of Torrance, California starts the Melling Auto Products Ford in 36th. 35th is Phil Parsons out of Detroit, Michigan. The Mannheim Auto Auctions Chevrolet. 34th, Jimmy Means from Huntsville, Alabama. The Napa Auto Parts Ford. 33rd, Jeff Purvis of Clarksville, Tennessee. The Phoenix Construction Company Chevrolet. And by the way, Purvis awfully pleased. He spent two days testing the Kodak Film Chevrolet in place of Ernie Irvin last week in Talladega. Awfully tickled that the car is on the pole here today. 32nd is Kenny Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri. The Dirt Devil Pontiac. And 31st is Terry Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas. That's the Kellogg's Chevrolet.
2: 30th on the field, Bobby Hamilton of Nashville, Tennessee in the Phenol Lube Racing Ford. 29th, Wally Dahlenbach of Bassalt, Colorado in the Keystone Keystone Beer Ford. 28th will be Jimmy Spencer of Berwick, Pennsylvania the Meineke Muffers Ford. 27th, rookie driver Jeff Gordon, who had such a great run here in the Daytona 500. He is from Pittsburgh, Indiana. He'll be in the DuPont Chevrolet. 26th, Bobby Labonte of Corpus Christi, Texas, the Maxwell House Coffee Ford. 25th, Bobby Hillen of Midland, Texas, and the High League Myers Ford. Starting 24th, Dave Marcus of Wausau, Wisconsin, in the Rains Kennels Chevrolet. 23rd, Greg Sachs of Mattituck, New York, a former winner of this event. He's in the Country Time Ford. 22nd, Sterling Marlin of Columbia, Tennessee, in the Raybestos Ford. 21st, Jeff Bodine of Shimong, New York in the Motorcraft Ford. All the cars
3: now rolling off pit road, including the
4: STP Pontiac.
3: The hood was up for a short while on the Rick Wilson ride. Jim Phillips and Winston Kelly were watching the story unfold.
4: We just talked to Robbie Loomis, the crew chief on the car. He's right here. Robbie, what was the problem on Rick's part? Well, we got out here on the line and we seen when he got in the car, the brake pedal was down. We
5: had a washer leaking where it goes in the city and screws into the master cylinder.
4: It was on the rear brake side and I believe we got it fixed. So we'll just have to uh, we'll have front brake all day anyway. That's Robbie Loomis, the crew chief on Rick Wilson's car.
3: Now let's check the top 20. Morgan Shepard of Conover, North Carolina has the Sitco Ford in 20th. 19th, Jimmy Hensley of Ridgeway, Virginia, the Family Channel Ford. 18th, Mark Martin of Batesville, Arkansas, the Valvoline Ford. And Rusty Wallace of St. Louis, Missouri starts 17th in the Miller Genuine Draft. Pontiac, Brett Bodine from Chemung, New York starts 16th. That's the Quaker State Ford. 15th is Hutch Strickland of Calera, Alabama. The McDonald's Ford, they didn't practice at all here yesterday afternoon. Kept the car all covered up, and they headed back out to the beach. 14th, Ted Musgrave of Franklin, Wisconsin, the Jasper Engines Ford. Dale Jarrett, the winner of the Daytona 500, has the Interstate Batteries Chevrolet in 13th starting spot. 12th is Rick Mast of Rockbridge Baths, Virginia, the Skoll Classic Ford. And 11th is Michael Waltrip of Owensboro, Kentucky, the Pennzoil Pontiac.
2: And a look at the top 10. Ricky Rudd of Chesapeake, Virginia, has the Tide Chevrolet in 10th position. Ninth will be Rick Wilson of Bartow, Florida, in the STP Pontiac. Eighth position on the field, that's Daryl Walter for Franklin, Tennessee in the Western Auto Chevrolet. Good qualifying run for him here today. Seventh, Harry Gant of Taylorsville, North Carolina, the Skull Bandit Chevrolet. Sixth will be Bill Elliott of Dawsonville, Georgia in the Budweiser Ford. Fifth, Dale Earnhardt of Kannapolis, North Carolina, the GM Goodrich Chevrolet. Starting fourth is Derek Cope of Spanaway, Washington in the Bojangles Ford. Third, Davey Allison of Hueytown, Alabama in the Haviland Ford. And on the front row, Kyle Petty from Miranda, North Carolina, the Mellow Yellow Pontiac. And on the pole, Ernie Irvin of Modesto, California, the Kodak Film Chevrolet
3: field now completing the first of their two pace laps, two of the Pontiac Transams pulled pull down the pit lane and Elmo Langley now, the lone safety car out in front of this 41 car field you've already heard from Jim Phillips Dick Brooks and Winston Kelly the who will be patrolling pit road and the garage area for us this morning now for those who are positioned out around the racetrack Joe Moore of Hampton, Virginia has climbed that 31 degree banking out near turns 1 and 2, he's got a bird's eye view of that west end of the speedway
0: Thanks, Eli. Good afternoon, everyone. We're on a platform here about 40 feet up in the air just at the exit of turn number two under the beautiful Florida sunshine this afternoon. A sea of motorhomes beneath us here with the race fans all donned in their beachwear, all ready for the start of the Pepsi 400 this afternoon. I'll follow the action of the cars as they come into turn number one, hit turn two, and go down this long back straightaway. This is where the, the draft shuffle begins here in turns one and two. The drivers have to pick and choose which line they'll get in to form that draft to make their move down this long back straightaway. Sometimes They'll fall into one, fake the other drivers out, drop down into a different line, make their move there, but it all pays off once they get this long back straightaway at Daytona.
2: And they have a full head of steam when they get to the end of that back straightaway going up into turn three, and that's a place where you can gain a lot of positions, but you can lose
6: a lot of spots too. And to cover the action there this afternoon, from Daytona Beach, Florida, Alan Bestwick. Thank you, Barney. Good afternoon, or good morning, we should say. Everyone positioned on a platform high on the inside of the backstretch at the entrance to turn number three. We've seen a new phenomenon at this end of the racetrack the last couple of races. Drivers run running up on someone's back bumper and kind of pushing air on the car in front of them to force him up the racetrack at the entrance to turn number three, then ducking down underneath him trying to gain a spot. We'll keep an eye on that as the afternoon unfolds
3: at the other end of the speedway. Turns three and four. That's where you'll make that last bonsai move if the car will do it for you. Heading back to start finish, Fred Armstrong
0: of Portland, Oregon is positioned. If you're going to make that bonsai move here, you've got to find a drafting partner. The inside lane is usually the quickest off turn four, but also the outside lane can work for you, too. The drivers will scramble side by side in the third and fourth corners, and then as the pavement twists back to flat, they'll choose up drafting partners, break out of the draft, and make that all-important run back to start finish. We're up about 15 feet in the air, just outside of the exit of turn four.
3: Atop the flag stand, NASCAR's chief starter, Doyle Ford, backed up as he is each and every week by Mike Chaplin, and today's honorary starter, a retired Pepsi Cola company executive, Harold Street, who even to this day serves as Pepsi's liaison to the world of NASCAR racing. He's the honorary starter. Elmo Langley brings the Pontiac down pit road. We're set to go for the first of 160 laps.
2: The fastest 400-mile race run, in NASCAR is under green as they take the green flag and head down to turn number one. Ernie Irvin gets a good start. He pulls out front ahead of everybody and makes them double wide from their back, but Irvin is single file by himself in turn one. Right
0: behind him, Davey Allison moves to the inside of Kyle Petty. He'll now move by to pick up the second spot. Kyle may not be finished yet. Now he pulls even again with Davy. That's the battle for second. Behind them, three wide. Earnhardt down low underneath Bill Elliott. He'll move up to fifth. Trouble Jimmy Hensley in the wall in turn two. The car slaps the outside retaining wall. He keeps it pinned up against the wall, and the car now has come to a halt at the exit of turn two.
2: Caution is coming out of the speedway. Hensley's car rests against the wall. It happened right in the middle of turns one and two, and all that shuffling back in the pack on that start. Hensley's car looked like it went down to the apron of the racetrack. He couldn't hold it down there, and it spun right back up in front of the field. As they come back to the line, Ernie Irvin will lead them back to the stripe, and caution is out for the first time.
3: Tough break for Jimmy Hensley here in the early going. Very much like what we saw happen to Jimmy here in February, when he was driving the Napa Auto Parts sponsored automobile, and his day in it up very much along the line. Jazz has the family channel Ford here today. Let's go back out to Joe Moore.
0: Jimmy seems to be okay. He's uh, unstrapping his uh, straps, getting ready to pull the helmet off and climb out of the car. The family channel Ford sitting up against the outside retaining wall. Looked like he just broke loose up in turn number two. Got out of the draft. May have got crossed up in the wind a bit. Came to the inside of the track and we can see the tire marks now where he crossed the racetrack, went back to the outside and just kind of scrubbed along that outside wall for a couple hundred yards trying to stay out of everyone's way. Obviously, a lot of damage has been done to the right side of the car. Not too bad from this side, but they have pulled the wrecker up to hook onto the Family Channel Ford.
2: Well, that was a scary moment for a lot of the drivers behind Jimmy Hisley when that car come right back up the banking in front of everybody. A lot of good driving back there to make it only a one-car accident. We'll take a break, and we'll be right back.
0: Sir, are you aware you were going 40 miles an hour? This is a residential area. Sure, but I'm on my lawnmower. Wait, am I getting a ticket? No, I've just never seen anyone top 9 miles an hour on one of those bad boys. And mow their entire lawn in 30 seconds? What got into you?
7: Well, it did fuel up at Sunoco this morning. At Sunoco,
6: we know how to fuel peak performance. We've been doing it for American Racing for over 50 years. Fuel your best. <laughs> Craftsman in your hand, nothing stopping you. Now the chair, creaky stand, even engine repair. Craftsman in your hand,
1: nothing you can't do. Make your lawn, Mickey, John, or that kitchenette.
8: With Zone nicotine pouches.
3: Welcome back, everyone. We are at Daytona International Speedway. I'm sitting here thinking 44 years ago. It was back on July the 10th of 1949 that racing first came to Daytona Beach, literally the old uh, four and a half, actually 4.1 mile course where they used a couple of miles of beach and a couple of miles of U.S. Highway A1A to form that legendary beach course here in Daytona. They were telling me, Barney, in those days that they used to do uh, inspections of the cars at the popcorn stand at the old drive-in movie across the street from that layout. It's really been uh, it's amazing as we sit here in the high-rise grandstands with a super
2: crowd. It, it just continues to amaze the way this sport has grown. Well, it's amazing what they've put together here at the Daytona International Speedway when Bill France decided to build this two-and-a-half-mile facility way back in the, in the uh, mid 50s there. I guess that was in the back of his mind to put this racetrack together, and it, it came together toward the early 1960s and what it has turned into today. I'm sure Big Bill is upstairs watching everything that's going on here. He's got to be awfully proud of what they've accomplished. But nobody, nobody, I don't care what people say in this business. Yeah, I knew the sport was going to grow like it was. Nobody had any idea it would turn into what it has today.
3: You couldn't have. Another of the legendary tracks in the Midwest, the Milwaukee Mile hosting the NASCAR Busch Series tomorrow in the Haviland 250. We'll be there. We're heading right up there to uh, Milwaukee as soon as we wrap up the broadcast here in Daytona with broadcast time tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern time. As a matter of fact, today... Up at the Milwaukee Mile, the Milwaukee 100 for the NASCAR Winston All-Pro Series. Dale Jarrett remembers running Milwaukee when the Bush Series was there back in 1984 and 1985.
0: I think that it was a lot of fun to drive. It's a very wide track, a flat racetrack, and uh, you could kind of run wherever you wanted to on the track. Uh, we were down in the grass going into turn three, passing sometimes with the left front off in the grass, and it, it was a lot of fun to, to race on, but the car tended to really want to push in the center of the corner uh, right there, and then you would get it uh, turning there it would be loose also. It's a difficult track to get the handle on, but once you get pretty close uh, the driver can do a lot and it's a lot of fun to race on.
3: That's the Milwaukee Mile. We'll be there tomorrow for you. The Haviland 250 for the NASCAR Busch Series. And don't forget, next weekend The first ever visit for the Winston Cup cars to the New Hampshire International Speedway. It is going to be one of the most momentous sports weekends that the New England states have seen for a long time. The July 11th running of the Slick 5300 in Loudoun. There'll also be a NASCAR Busch North Series race on Saturday. The NASCAR Winston Modified Tour will be on hand. We'll have all of that for you coming up next week. But now it's time to go back to racing here at lap number four after a first lap caution involving Jimmy Hensley.
2: Jimmy Hensley's car has gone to the garage. He is gone to the Enfield Care Center and as quickly as we can we'll try to get a word with him and figure out what happened. Here they come down to the line. Green flag goes in the air. Single file restart. It won't stay that way very long. Dale Earnhardt took a look on the outside of Ernie Irvin who is the leader had thoughts about passing him but they are still single file as they hit turn one. Big surprise.
0: Earnhardt's about a car length behind Ernie Irvin now coming up into the 31 degree banking of turn number one. It's about two car lengths back to where Kyle Petty rides along. Davey Allison behind him then Derek Cope. That's the front five. They're followed by Bill Elliott, Harry Gant, and the man on the mood now Darryl Waltrip.
6: Darryl Waltrip trying to get the seventh spot away from Harry Gant. He won't be able to do it. He's trapped down on the inside. He might lose a couple of spots. Here comes Rick Wilson to Waltrip's outside. He'll
0: grab the eighth spot. Now Ricky Rudd goes by as Earnhardt bids for the lead. Waltrip Chevrolet struggles to move up the banking. Now here comes Earnhardt to the inside. Up high goes Ernie Irvin. Kyle Petty sticks down to the bottom of the racetrack. Dale Earnhardt leads back to start finish. So Kyle Petty gets the free ride. Comes along
3: with Davey Allison now tucks to the inside of Ernie Irvin. He'll grab third here at the stripe with Derek Cole trying to gamely hang on to fourth. Dale Earnhardt leads, becomes the second leader of the Pepsi
0: 400 as he and Kyle Petty in a tight draft try and pull away. That is for the third spot now. Davey Allison down to the inside of the track. Ernie Irvin's got the outside line side by side through the banking of turn number two. Derek Cope now right behind Irvin waiting for the lane to open up.
6: Back a couple of spots farther around the tenth position. Ricky Rudd had charged down to the inside for a minute trying to move farther ahead. He's fallen back in line It's still there side by side for the third position. Ernie Irvin will now move ahead of Davey Allison in to
0: three. The black Ford of Davey Allison slips down to the inside of the racetrack. Nobody hooks up with him, but here comes Ricky Rudd. He'll tuck in behind Allison. Allison now gets the edge on Cope off turn four.
7: Good
2: tight two-car draft for the lead as they come out of turn number four and back to the line. Ernie Irvin's car would not keep down to the bottom of the racetrack and that is one reason he went back to third place. The real scramble is for fourth place. Davy Allison trying to hold off Derek Cope as they head off into turn one side by side.
0: Cope tries to work that outside line, now pulls even with Davey Allison for the fourth spot. Cope goes up the banking a bit. Davey gets an advantage underneath him while right behind him they are stacked up double wide as well. Elliott, Bill Elliott, there alongside Ricky Rudd.
6: Rudd is down to the inside. Elliott is down on the outside. Couple of car lengths farther back in that inside lane. Michael Waltrip abandons brother Darrell, moves up in the outside lane behind the
0: Dale Jarrett car. And now Allison edges ahead of Cope. Couple of Fords in the battle for the fourth position. Davey Allison to the bottom of the racetrack. Derek Cope up high. Cope's yellow Ford still side by side with a black Ford of Davey Allison off the fourth corner.
3: Tony Nicola, who builds those engines for Derek. Eric Cope, He's just running right with the Robert Yates power plant now. Here at start-finish, it's Culp grabbing fourth spot. Allison stays low, but Coke now gets the drafting help as Bill Elliott and
0: Ricky Rudd tuck in right behind the Bojangles car. And you can see Davey Allison going backwards. He'll lose the spot he was battling with Bill Elliott for. Now he goes behind the Ricky Rudd car. Davey will try to get back in line. Here comes Harry Gant though, to fill the spot right behind Ricky Rudd.
6: This for the fifth position now. Ricky Rudd will get fifth. Davey Allison will get in line in sixth, put Harry Gant seventh Dale
0: Jarrett is 8th, side-by-side for ninth and 10th, Darrell Waltrip and Rick Wilson. Waltrip down to the inside of the racetrack, Wilson goes up high, they'll tuck down to the bottom, now Wilson kind of squeezes him down to the inside and drifts up the banking, still a good side-by-side battle with Waltrip on the inside.
2: And the field strings out about single file, all the way back through about 12th position, Darrell Waltrip is the only car out of line as they come down to the line, now he'll tuck in behind Rick Wilson. We're looking at Kenny Schrader as he went through 3 and 4, Schrader has picked up 9 positions, so he is working his way up through the pack, the leader is back in 2.
0: Mark Martin now the man on the move. Back in the 13th position, he goes down to the inside of Darren Waltrip. He'll pick up the spot there and move up one spot. Meanwhile, up front, Derek Cope on the move. He breaks out of line, goes to the outside of Ernie Irvin.
6: And pulls up alongside Irvin Chevrolet, trapping Ernie down to the inside. So Derek Cope now racing for the third spot. Earnhardt and Kyle Petty duck down to the inside, aren't able to give Ernie Irvin any help, and Derek
0: Cope grabs third. Cope's Ford gets the edge into the corner. Ernie Irvin caught down to the bottom of the racetrack all by himself. One other Chevrolet looks to move in line as Ricky Rudd tucks down the banking just a bit but still, Irvin by himself caught to the inside.
3: But now he's going to get some drafting help as Ricky Rudd tucks to the inside, lets Ernie get back in line, just ahead of Davey Allison. With the battle for the lead is Kyle Petty now. He'll make the move in and around Dale Earnhardt and at the stripe, give Kyle Petty the lead on that lap. The third leader of the day as they're back in one.
0: Single file now among the front ten cars. Kyle Petty leads the parade with Earnhardt again. Peaks to the inside. Tries to make his move. Meanwhile, behind them, Bill Elliott looks to the inside of Derek Cope.
6: but falls back in line. Single file as they shuffle out onto the straight away. Kyle Petty snakes down to the inside just a touch. Now we'll move back up to the outside and here's Derek Cope to put a move on Earnhardt for second. Now goes back in line.
0: Pontiac, Chevrolet, Ford up front as they rumble into turn three. Here's Bill Elliott taking a good look to the inside of Cope for third. Nothing doing there. Now Earnhardt's on the move for the lead off turn four.
2: Earnhardt takes a look down to the inside. He's going to put the run on. Here he comes. Uses the draft to swing all the way to the bottom of the racetrack and he'll take the lead away from Kyle Petty. Kyle falls back to second. Derek Cope is third and ten laps are complete. We'll take a break and we'll be back.
9: St. Louis, Missouri.
6: Alan Bestwick here with Davey Allison. Go
0: ahead, caller.
1: Hey Davey, you see athletes and other sports hot dogging. How come you don't
0: hot dog? Well, I do. After the race, I heat up some hot dogs, and then serve them on buns topped with Bunker Hill Chili No Beans. Bunker Hill Chili No Beans is different from other hot dog chili sauces because it's loaded with real beef. It tastes great. That answer your question, caller? Not exactly. Anything else, Davy? bunker hill flat out better than the rest
2: Kyle Petty who had been at the front of the pack there for just a moment has slid all the way back to 11th position he got caught out of line could not tuck back in and he has lost some ground meanwhile Jimmy Hensley is in the garage area let's see if we can get and find
4: out what happened Jimmy we can tell that you're okay that's the good news but what happened to the car I uh, well, it looked like you know felt like tire went down when I went and won I thought I felt a little bit there when it, when it
10: took off and I You know, it was on sticker tires. I thought maybe it would come in when I went to one. It just started wiggling and got away from it. Just thankful that, uh, you know, the family Channel 4 didn't take anybody else out. You know, everybody all bunched up around. I went back, went down, then went back up across the racetrack,
4: and it was lucky it didn't get hit. We got a chance to look at the right rear tire. It is shredded, but the damage is not that bad, so they hope to get the car back in. Jimmy
2: Hensley is the only car that is out of the event right now with 12 laps complete from the Daytona International Speedway. This is MRN Radio.
4: This
1: NASCAR season, Toyota Racing isn't looking for just anyone to join the team. No, we're looking for bankers, the ones who are open on Sundays. So if you live for the gravity-defying 31-degree banks like this one on Turn 4 in Daytona, then we want you. Be part of the action at toyota.com slash racing. Toyota, let's go places. NASCAR is a registered trademark of National
0: Association for Stock Car Auto Racing, Inc.
3: Here at Daytona International Speedway, working the early stages of the Pepsi 400, 13 laps complete. Dale Earnhardt has led for the last three laps around with Derek Cope second, Bill Elliott third, Ernie Irvin fourth, Ricky Rudd fifth, Davey Allison is sixth, Dale Jarrett wrapping up that front seven-car draft. Kyle Petty still can't get back in line. He's backpedaled all the way to 15th spot, now 17th spot, as he loses a couple of more positions. Let's go down to the mellow yellow pit area. Well, first, to talk to Robin Pemberton. He said the car
10: was loose, but then Kyle got caught on the outside. He said, That is not the place to be today. Kyle did not like that position. He wanted to get back down on the lower groove of the racetrack, and he just couldn't get back in line.
2: Kyle Petty really struggling to get the car back down to the bottom of the speedway. That was going to be the key here today. Handling, as we said, being able to run at the bottom of the racetrack. Meanwhile, Derek Cope is having one of the strongest runs he has had all season and in a long time for that matter. Let's get a report from his pit.
3: And something's also wrong with Davey Allison. The Texaco Haviland Ford slows coming out of turn number four. The car goes by us here. Still under power at start finish, but the car sounded somewhat sickly. First, let's get the update from the Derek Cope pit. Then we'll get a word from Davey
11: Allison. Well, we're here with Davey Allison's pit. uh, Robert Yates is here. Robert, what happened? Uh, I'm trying to talk to Davey right now. Okay, he's trying to find out what the problem is. They'll know just in a minute, but uh, the thing has been shut down. Uh, Larry McReynolds is here. Let me see if I can get something from Larry. Did he say what's wrong yet?
12: Just no juice to the boxes or something. lost all power.
11: Okay, they lost all power in there. they got two electronic boxes in those things. If he can get one switched over himself, it may fire again. So they may be
2: able to go to the backup ignition system if that is the problem, but apparently Davey would have switched that by now if that was the case and have the car running, but he is on the apron of the racetrack just limping down the middle of the backstretch. So a serious problem for Davey Allison might even put him out before the day is over. We'll find out as soon as we get any word. We'll pass it along to you. Looking at the field right now with 16 laps complete. Dale Earnhardt pulls him off turn number two. Derek Cope, as we said, having the best run he's had in a long, long time. That car is very strong. The front six running a tight draft up to turn three. It is
6: Earnhardt, Cope, then Bill Elliott, Ernie Irvin, and then side-by-side for fifth, Ricky Rudd and Dale Jarrett.
0: Dale Jarrett's been the man on the move. He'll dust off Rudd on the entrance of the corner. Now he tucks in behind Ernie Irvin. Dale Jarrett tucks in line as they head off turn four and back to start finish.
3: They come back out of turn number four to the stripe as Davey Allison with that uh, proceeding ignition problem continues to coast around the racetrack. Bernhardt leads Cope, then Bill Elliott, Ernie Irvin next in line ahead of
11: Dale Jarrett and Ricky Rudd. Let's go back to the pitch. Well, Eli, we're back in the pitch with uh, Derek Cope's pitch with Bob Johnson. Bob, you guys are running awful good. It's, uh, the car seemed to be driving good for him.
6: It's pretty good. He's a little tight right now, he said, but I think it'll come to us here in a little bit. If not, we'll adjust it up first stop.
11: It's going to come down to pit. A lot of pit stops and stuff today. Uh, everybody all ready for uh, front running and uh, get him out of a hurry.
6: Yeah, we should be pretty good. The guys have always done a good job.
11: Let's see what happens. Okay, well, I think they're pumped. There's an awful lot of people standing here watching it anyway.
3: You ever notice how often Bob Johnson is around some of the top-running cars here on this big racetrack? He has taken a lot of very young drivers, some with lesser experience. Of course, Derek Cope's been around a while, but every time somebody does something that uh, oftentimes raises your eyebrow
2: it's often bob johnson is calling the shots he is probably one of the highest rated people in racing as far as overall knowledge of a race car here's davy allison pulling down the pit road right now we were watching to see if he made the left turn into the garage he does not he is trying to get down to his pits and as soon as we can get any word there on what davy's problem is other than the initial uh, deal we had a moment ago that said it could be an ignition problem Davey very slowly, absolutely no power on the engine, and uh, he continues to go down. What's he down now? He's three
3: laps down at this point and uh, continuing to drop down as the crew now begins to swarm all over that Texaco Haviland Ford. The hood goes up. Dick Brooks is there watching.
11: Well, Larry McReynolds went inside the car. Robert Yates went under the hood, so they're trying to find uh, what happened. It seemed like it's just an ignition problem. It just quit firing.
2: When you lose power and you switch to the backup ignition and that doesn't kick it over to the secondary system and cure the problem, then you've got to troubleshoot it and find out what it is, and that may take some time. He's already three laps down. 19 are on the board. Dale Earnhardt leads. We'll be back.
3: A multi-car accident in turn two has just now put us under caution for the second time today on lap 21. It all unfolded virtually at the feet of Joe Moore.
0: Jimmy Spencer and Jimmy Horton got involved first. Their cars got crossed up, coming to the low side of the banking in turn number two. As they blocked the racetrack, several other cars came along. One of those, Bobby body. he swerved from the Maxwell House Ford, trying to avoid the two cars, slammed into the outside retaining wall. His car still sits here. Hut Strickland was also involved. A lot of damage to the McDonald's Ford. He rests about halfway down the back straight away. He tried to take it on back around to the front side of the track. The two cars that are still here are Spencer's and Labonte's. Both drivers have climbed from the machines. Jimmy Spencer's
2: car does have extensive damage or it appears to from our position. Hutch Strickland's car also appears to have quite a bit of damage and this is the kind of accident that everyone really dreads in a race like Daytona here where you're running in the big packs of traffic. A moment ago we avoided one on that first lap uh, when Jimmy Hensley spun his car, went right back up through the middle of the field, didn't pick up anybody, but this time we're not quite so lucky. Let's go back to Joe Moore quickly.
0: Cleanup crews are here taking care of both of the cars. Again, uh, Spencer's machine seems to be the most damaged with damage to the front end and the right side of his car. Bobby Labonte's Maxwell House Ford also still sits back here. We thought he had climbed from the car, but he is still in his machine. They've also got the wrecker over there, and safety personnel are attending to him.
3: One of the best pieces of driving out there was the... Uh, drive that Darrell Walter pulled off. He just went right through a couple of men inside and outside others as uh, he found himself an opening. Jeff Bodine was right there behind the incident and managed to come through without any major damage to the motorcraft Ford, but it looked as though Hutch Strickland and Jimmy Spence are the first two men involved, and that's what triggered the incident. It's pit stop time here, lap number 22. Normally you'll go about 40 laps if all had remained under green, but now everybody will take this opportunity under caution to make the stops. Dale Earnhardt's in. Let's cover his stop.
10: Well, they go to the right side on the Goodrich Chevrolet. The Flying Aces, they lose the left side like that, so they're going to change all four tires. Ernie Irvin is in. Uh, Kyle Petty uh, has some left side damage on his car. Uh, it looks like that the front air dam has been pushed up on the car, so he's going to have some trouble with that car being tight the rest of the day because I'm sure they won't be able to push it back down. Ted Busgrave is in. Dale Jarrett is in, getting four tires. Earnhardt the first to leave on this end of pit road. Daryl Walter he followed back to 31st, getting four new tires. And Daryl is playing it kind of cautious at the start of the race. They do take the one round of wedge out of the right side to his car. It's a little bit tight, but they loosen it up and put four new tires on it.
2: Dick Brooks?
11: Well, Davey Allison's car, first of all, when they were in a while ago, talked to Robert Yates. He said he didn't know anything. They didn't do anything. They just hit the starter after they sat there for a minute. It started up, and away they went. So they don't know what problem with it is. Derek Cope was in and got out in a pretty good, pretty good stop. They got service and got the thing fueled up. Uh, the car Bobby Hillen was in. Uh, Jeff Previs was in. Phil Parsons. Ken Schrader, the same thing with his car. They got him back on the racetrack.
2: Winston Kelly.
11: Morgan Shepherd also
4: in on this end of pit road he followed Kenny Schrader and Harry Gann out work continuing on Jimmy Horton's car Mike Hillman and the crew now pushing Jimmy Horton off who's celebrating his 37th birthday today pulled a lot of sheet metal off from the right side of the car they had uh, quite a bit of damage there as uh, Kenny Wallace, Jimmy Means the rest of the cars on this end of pit road get four tires and gasoline with the exception of Dave, Dave Marcus he has not come in yet so he may be staying out to lead a lap
2: we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back today told in a minute
1: Today's Pepsi 400 on MRN Radio is sponsored by STP Oil Treatment, Gas Treatment, Fuel Injector Cleaner, and Son-of-a-Gun Protector. By Planners Nuts. Eat Planners. Everybody loves a racing nut. By your local Ford dealers who invite you to see the exciting lineup of tough Ford trucks. By Heilig Meyers Furniture, proud sponsor of the Bobby Hillen Junie Donlevy Thunderbird. And by Wix Filters. You'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on Daytona 500 winner Dale
3: Jarrett's car. We are one half lap away from going back to green here in the Pepsi 400 at Daytona as we conclude the second caution flag of the day. Jimmy Hensley, Jimmy Spencer, Bobby Labonte, Jimmy Horton, and Hutch Strickland, their cars already in the garage. Ernie Irvin led for the first four laps, then Dale Earnhardt. Kyle Petty led for a lap. Earnhardt led for another dozen laps. Dave Marcus led lap number 23. And now it is Derek Cope, superb pit work for him. He leads the Pepsi 400. Jeff Gordon with a great pit stop is second. And Jimmy Spencer is watching it all from the garage.
4: Jimmy, an early out this afternoon. What happened out there? Oh, just a racing deal, you know. We haven't been good all weekend here.
12: That same car we ran at Talladega just really PO'd at it because uh, we lost our car and we had a shot at one at Talladega. You know, Goodyear changed the tires here and we never did get the handle on it. And, uh, you know, some cars out there were in the draft. They were looser than they could have been and uh, they weren't respecting one another today and uh,
4: we just got involved in an accident. Early afternoon for the Meineke Ford. Meanwhile, green flag goes back in the
2: air. This race is back under green as they head down to turn number one. We may have a battle for the lead before they get to turn two.
0: Derek Cope looks back. Suddenly, Jeff Gordon is there. The Depot Chevrolet sweeps down on the inside line. Now Cope will try to hang tough, and Earnhardt makes it three wide off turn two.
6: Earnhardt drops down to the inside, picks up some drafting help while Gordon and Derek Cope run alone. Now Earnhardt loses that draft as
0: Morgan Shepard has to go back in line, but still it's Dale Earnhardt leading to three. Earnhardt's black Chevrolet out by a nose. Cope drifts up the banking. Now Gordon looks to the inside. They'll settle out single file, but Dale Earnhardt leads off turn four. He who hesitates is second, or third, or fourth,
3: or fifth, because Dale Earnhardt didn't hesitate at all. He just went three wide, said, see ya, and he leads again here at lap number 27. Cope is second, Morton third, then Morgan Shepard, Ernie Irvin,
0: Ricky Rudd is in line. So too Dale, Jared, and Mark Martin. Single file, back to turn one. That's a front eight cars, a breakaway there, then about ten car links back to the next car in line. Number nine would be the Rick Mast machine. He's followed by Michael Waltrip, Harry Gant, Ken Schrader now with the top 15. Sterling Marlin and Wally Dallenbach back with them.
6: All those cars single file all the way back through Harry Gantt. He's the only one out of line back in about 14th spot. He was down to the inside. Now he shuffles back up in line and Sterling Marlin drops down to the inside while Bill Elliott is off the pace. It's El- tire smoke or
3: some kind of smoke from our vantage point and maybe, Alan, you can see a better view or possibly Fred Armstrong but we saw some smoke coming out. Uh, just a trace of it though from the back right side of the automobile and Elliott is off the pace as now and told you heading to the garage or at least to the pit area now where Junior Johnson and the boys will be making whatever repairs they can. Just the least little bit of smoke. That's why I said it might have been tire smoke. It wasn't enough to be an engine or an oil system problem. One wouldn't think. Let's go to the Budweiser pit.
11: Well, they got it in there lifting the hood on the checking it over i'll have an answer for you just in a minute bill elliott's car is
2: on pit road they come around to the right side look like they might have just pulled a little sheet metal out as they dropped the jack and send him back onto the racetrack dump in a little fuel and elliott will go back onto the speedway we don't see any smoke coming out of the car right now we'll get a further update as quickly as we can barney
4: bobby yes. labani just walked out of the infield care center a lot of damage to his automobile bobby you were just telling us you thought you had the wreck missed how to unfold from your perspective
5: well the wreck happened in front of me you know three or four cars Seen it happen a couple laps before that, but uh, they, a couple cars got together. I got up underneath the wreck and was doing okay there and went through all the smoke, didn't see nothing, then saw something, didn't, didn't see nothing, then saw something again. And Kyle comes sliding down in front of me, so I hit the brakes one more time to slow down, and I was still straight. And Hutt, who had gotten the wreck, the really the first wreck, slid down and got me from behind. But uh, he had no brakes. I talked to him, and he was, you know, like t- trying to get me to go, 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 but he couldn't slow down. He was wrecked. So when you get uh, in the wall, you just uh, hang on. The viewpoint from the Maxwell
4: House Ford, Bobby Labonte out this afternoon.
2: And the cars are in the garage area. Hut Strickland, Jimmy Horton, Bobby Labonte, Jimmy Spencer, and Jimmy Hensley. All those Arnie. cars out. Go ahead, Dick.
11: Yeah, Mike being the crew chief for Bill Elliott's here. Mike, what happened to the car? Uh, Dick, I don't understand what it is. right rear fender was rubbing the tire, and he said
5: he, said he didn't know if anybody hit him or what. I mean, it was rubbing pretty bad. It's uh, just laying on the tire, I can't... I don't know. That's
2: just the way our year going. I don't know. I just have no idea. Well, a lot of disappointment <laughs> here. That sentence pretty well said, isn't it? That's just the way the year's been going. It really has for that team. Uh, you can see a little progress coming in Junior's Budweiser team along with Hut Strickland and the McDonald's car. But uh, as Junior said, it's going to take a while for us to get things turned around in the direction and get some of this bad luck off our back.
0: Barney, there's a problem now for Jeff Bodine, the Motorcraft Ford with a lot of smoke coming out as he exited turn two. He's dropped out of the inside of the track and everybody is passing Jeff Bodine.
2: So uh, the attrition rate may start building early here this afternoon of the Pepsi 400. We're just 30 laps into it. 160 laps will make up the event this afternoon, so we've still got a long ways to go. Here's Earnhardt, the leader, taking him back to turn number one, still latched right in on his rear bumper. Derek Cope having a great run. They've opened up a little daylight back to the third-place car of Ernie Irvin as they swing over to turn two.
0: Got about five car lengths back to Irvin. Behind him riding in fourth now is the Jeff Gordon machine. Then Dale Jarrett. Morgan Shepard rides along in sixth. Then it's Ricky Rudd and Kenny Schrader.
6: Schrader having just grabbed that seventh spot away. Now he's moved underneath of Mark Martin and Michael Waltrip. Martin also goes by Michael Waltrip up into eighth. Waltrip is ninth. Wally Gallenbach is tenth.
11: Ken
0: Schrader picking up just a little bit of drafting help from behind. Now drops down to the inside of the racetrack. Sets his sights on Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd working on Morgan Shepard as they head off the corner.
3: As they come out of the corner, Jeff Bodine takes the motocraft forward to the garage area. He'll join the list of fellas that Barney told you about moments ago. Meanwhile, Dale Earnhardt continues to pace this field right behind him. As was the case back a number of years ago, 1990. Derek Cope running in second. Dale Earnhardt continues to lead the Pepsi 400 here at Daytona International Speedway. 32 cars on the lead lap now as Bill Elliott and the Budweiser Ford has just gone one lap down behind Earnhardt. You've got the second place running Derek Cope. Ernie Irvin is third. Jeff Gordon fourth. Fifth is Dale Jarrett with Mark Martin running sixth. Seventh is Morgan Shepard. Ricky Rudd is eighth ahead of ninth place Ken Schrader. Remember he started shotgun on the field and tenth now is Michael Waltrip going to the stripe. Derek Cope says time for me to try and grab the lead. He'll make an inside move on Earnhardt.
0: Cope's got the line down low as they climb to 31 degree banking, but Earnhardt has the edge up on the outside lane. Here Cope breaks free. No drafting help all alone. He'll go to the inside of the track and take the top spot. Earnhardt still struggles on the outside lane. He has no drafting help either off turn two.
6: Now down on the inside, Jeff Gordon and Dale Jarrett think for a minute about making a run behind Derek Cope up towards the front. They'll have to fall back in line single file. Gordon still trying to bypass the Bill Elliott car. The front four work to three.
0: Ernie Irvin taking a look to the inside of Dale Earnhardt's black Chevrolet for second, now they'll string out single file all four, down to the bottom of the racetrack, Cope leads off the fourth corner, back to start finish. I was
2: about to say a moment ago that Dale Earnhardt's car looked like it was kicking up a little bit in the corners, meaning it wouldn't stick at the bottom of the racetrack, but that time through three and four, he pinned it right to the bottom of the speedway, and that's where it stayed, so apparently the handle is still good for Dale Earnhardt. We're looking at 38 laps complete. The front four are nose to tail. A little ways back to fifth place right now. Jeff Gordon, the first battle is going to be back for eighth position over in turn two.
0: Mark Martin works down on the inside of the Bill Elliott machine right with him. The Ricky Rudd car, they're battling for the spot. Also, Ken Trader now sneaks up into that battle on the back straightaway.
6: Then about 15 car legs back before the next car in line. That group of about 12 cars being led by Harry Gant, running right on Gantt's back bumper as Sterling Mylon and Terry Levante.
0: Terry Labonte looking to the inside of Marlin just as they enter the corner, but Marlin sticks it down low. Those three cars, Gant leading that pack of three through turns three and four, stick to the inside of the racetrack. Nobody steps out of line.
3: Except Earnhardt now. He'll make a move to the inside of Cope here using the 18-degree banking of the tri-oval. Cope will lead that lap, but Earnhardt now works off the low side of the racetrack, and though Cope will try and squeeze him just a bit downstairs, Earnhardt will try and win that drag race back to the corner here as we work at lap number 39 of the 160 laps here at Daytona International Speedway. Watching all of this unfold over our shoulder is the Grand Marshal for this 35th running of the Pepsi 400. He is State Senator uh, Andrew Crenshaw, who I understand is the first Republican president of the State Senate in about 118 years. Congratulations to you and great to have you with us here at Daytona. Thank you very much. It's great to be here. Uh, You know, I'm watching you just uh, mesmerized as we all are to see this side-by-side racing at 180 miles an hour. It's quite a show, isn't it? It really is. I was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida, where we have a little dirt track called the Jacksonville Speedway and this is a whole lot different than that. I don't have to tell you the impact of a facility such as this or sports in general upon the state of Florida. It's a a tourist area, yes, but sports venues, be it here, be it Orlando, Jacksonville, of course uh, Tallahassee and Gainesville for collegiate sports, that's a major industry in this area. It really is. It brings a lot of people here and uh, there's a lot of things to do when you come to Florida, so we're excited about this whole arena. Well, it's great to have you here today and uh, stop by any time. And again, congratulations on uh, getting in with that uh, an unprecedented run there. 118 years since a Republican was in as a senator in the state or the state. Uh Republican senator. It's good to have you on board and uh, stop by any time. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Thank you. Andrew Crenshaw joining us here at Daytona this afternoon, our Grand Marshal.
2: 40 laps are up on the scoreboard. 160 will make up the Pepsi 400 here this afternoon. Been some real hard racing at the front of the pack, not only for the lead, but for second, third, everything else. For the moment, a couple of Dales are at the front of the field. Dale Earnhardt leads. Dale Jarrett is second, but the scramble for third, fourth, and fifth, that is the best battle on the speedway back in turn two.
0: Shuffling around back there, Morgan Shepard now holds the third spot behind him, they're stacked up pretty well. It's Derek Cope alongside Ernie Irvin. Behind him, Ricky Rudd in the mix with Ken Schrader and Jeff Gordon.
6: Irvin, Rudd, and Schrader are all down on the inside of the track. Up on the outside are Cope and Jeff Gordon. Now Schrader goes to the outside. He pulls up alongside Ricky Rudd. Derek Cope is going to hang on to fourth. They'll race for fifth.
0: be the battle for the fifth position on the entrance of turn number three. Schrader slides up the banking. Ernie Irvin down low. Ricky Rudd also down low. Jeff Gordon up high along with Schrader as they race off the fourth corner.
3: You've got the Hendrick teams all tied up there together. Ken Schrader Ricky Rudd, Jeff Gordon, the trio of Hendrick Motorsports cars battling for position, and for the moment, Gordon will hang on to that battle, while for fourth place, Ernie Irvin now
0: takes the orange colors of the Kodak film Chevrolet inside of Derek Cope. Ernie Irvin tries to sweep to the inside, but Cope's going to slam the door, won't allow that pass to be made, so Cope tacked down low on the track, Ernie Irvin slides up a little higher, the battle behind them, Ken Trader moves up another spot.
6: Trader ran up on the outside of Ricky Rudd at the exit of turn number two, make that Jeff Gordon he's alongside, Ricky Rudd is behind Schrader. They'll go door to door now as they come down to the entrance
0: of turn three. This is the battle for the sixth position. Schrader has it now battling for seventh with Gordon on the inside and run up high. The two Chevrolets side by side and turn four back to start finish.
2: That's the way they come off the corner exactly door to door with Jeff Gordon down to the inside of the racetrack and now Jeff's going to end up back behind those two because he was down at the bottom of the speedway all by himself. Nobody to draft with so he'll drift back at least two positions. Jim Phillips is in the, the rookie driver's pits. Yes, we are,
10: Barney, with Ray Everham, your crew chief. Ray, had a bad start today, 27th, but he came up to good pit work that last time, got him up there where you wanted him.
5: Well, it was hard for me to hear what you say, but we, we just took gas. We didn't take tires. Our car's been real handling real good all week. Uh, it's a little tight right now. The guys are doing a good job. Jeff's doing a good job. We just want to stay out of trouble today and get a good finish for DuPont and Hendrick Motorsports, everybody.
10: How many laps can you run on a tank of fuel?
5: Uh, we're in pretty good shape. We can figure about 55 laps.
0: We can, we're in good shape on fuel. We're getting excellent fuel mileage.
10: That's Ray Aberdeen having the crew chief for Jeff Gordon, the rookie. And that was the plan if the this race stayed green was to go 52 laps on the first stop, then 54 laps, and then 54 laps, and they would have been in good shape. Well,
2: if it works out that way, they are certainly going to be in good shape. That's for certain. Everybody else says we can go somewhere between 40 and 45 laps at a maximum. 44 laps are complete in the Pepsi 400. We'll take a break, and we'll be back.
3: Average speed, 148.717 miles an hour here at the Pepsi 400 Daytona International Speedway on this July 4th weekend. Glad you're able to tune in alongside Barney Hall. I'm Eli Gold. Don't forget tomorrow on the July 4th holiday itself, you'll hear NASCAR racing from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We'll have the Haviland 250 for you at 2 o'clock Eastern time tomorrow from the Milwaukee Mile here Dale Earnhardt took the lead from Derek Cope at lap number 40 he continues to lead here at lap number 47 and for the moment ahead of Dale Jarrett by about 5 or 6 car lanes which is probably the largest lead anybody has enjoyed here this morning
2: that's been the biggest lead that we have seen as far as anybody up front of the pack a little bit further back the racing has been intense not from the moment they dropped the green but right up to now it is from third on back that's where the hornet's nest has been all day long Give a call to Kenny Schrader. He started 41st on the field, now finds himself running up in third position as he tries to track down the two front runners down in turn one. We'll pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Now the laps, as we said, go by in a hurry here at Daytona when this race is under green already. We're coming up on 49 laps of the 160 that make up the Pepsi 400 when the leader, Dale Earnhardt, comes back out of turn number four and down to the line. That's where he is right now, just coming off turn number four. Let's check in with Winston Kelly.
4: Well, the problem on Jimmy Means' Napa car is suspension problem. It's been jumping around on the track. He didn't want to take a chance of getting in an accident. They're still working on the car. Another story developing in the garage area. We've mentioned that both Jimmy Hensley and Jeff Bodine are out, and as we expected to happen, some time this year if they both suffered misfortune Jeff Bodine is getting sized up to get in the Family Channel Purolator filters for Thunderbird. Jeff is sitting in the car now with quite a bit of foam rubber stuffed in behind his back as Jimmy Hensley stands around six three. Jeff Bodine is around 5'7", maybe 5'8". So he's in the car now getting sized up as Paul Andrews and the crew continue to work on this Ford Thunderbird. So we'll see this car return to the race with a new pilot, Jeff Bodine, the owner for 1994.
2: Seven cars are in the garage at present. Jimmy Means, Jeff Bodine, Hutt Strickland, Jimmy Horton, Bobby Labonte, Jimmy Spencer and uh, Jimmy Hensley, as we said a moment ago, the cars that we're showing behind the wall. Meanwhile, Dale Earnhardt has checked out on everybody. He has opened up an interval right now of almost two seconds, a little over a second and a half, about a one and six tenths, as he works back to turn number one. And Joe Moore, did he do that when he caught that traffic and caught everybody else behind, or just really push the throttle and pull away? A
0: little bit of both, Barney. He's able to kind of stretch it out on his own, but works the traffic very well, as he always does. The battle now going on is for the second spot. The driver, who started dead last, now has moved up to for second.
6: Ken Schrader has gone to the outside off of turn number two, and now by Dale Jarrett. So Schrader now second, Jarrett third, Irvin fourth as they work traffic.
0: Schrader's white Chevrolet dives up to the top of the banking. Dale Jarrett in behind. There's Ernie Irvin taking a look at Jarrett for the third position, but they'll all have to dance to the top of the banking. A lot of traffic down below.
3: Further back, Ricky Rudd works to the inside of Derek Cope. He'll grab a position away from him. So Rudd, Cope, and Jeff Gordon, those cars running tied together back at 7, 8, and ninth. But for Dale Jarrett, who gives up a position there just seconds ago. Where did you have everybody covered when you won here in February?
0: Handling. Uh, the car went through the corners extremely well. We had an awfully good engine from Hendrick Motorsports. Uh, I don't know that there was anybody that had any stronger engine, but the way we won the race was, was handling. Uh, I was able to run my car wide open through the corners. Even the last part of the race with a lot of laps on the tires. and uh, That was the whole key to, to being able to pass Jeff Gordon and then Dale Earnhardt.
3: Of course, here today, he had a Hendrick Motorsports car just pass him seconds ago. As we told you, Ken Schrader moving up into the the second spot, and it's Irvin now who challenges Dale Jarrett in four.
0: He'll look to the high side of the banking, but Ken Schrader is there. Jarrett got just a little bit of a run on Schrader in the corner, and now challenges for second down the straightaway.
2: And he's going to tuck back in single file as they cross the line. Dale Earnhardt continues to pad his lead the last time by. He was one and eight tenths seconds ahead of the cars running second, third, and fourth. So right now, he once he gets out in clean air by himself, Bar- Joe Moore, he is flying. Let's go to pit road.
11: Barney we're in uh, Ken Schrader's pits with Ken Howe. Ken, you guys uh, took just took two tires on the last stop, so that got you up toward the front. But it certainly hasn't made much difference now. You're really running.
9: Yeah, Kenny's pretty happy with the car right now. He says they're all out of control out there, but he says he's having fun. And the car's running well, so it's uh, lifted our spirits a little here, I'm sure.
11: Does it make does it make a difference? Who makes a decision whether you want to make two or four tires? Is that you? Uh,
9: unfortunately, yes. <laughs>
11: Okay, well, that's what got him back up front. Uh, He had to start in the rear, and uh, it takes about uh, seven or eight seconds less to put on two than it does four. And uh, under caution, that sometimes will put you right in the front. It did with him, big help, and he's doing a good job.
2: Moving right on up in the field here this afternoon, and a lot of times, as Ken said a moment ago, unfortunately, you have to make those decisions. Sometimes if they work, boy, you're a hero, and if they don't work, then you're a goat real quick. We're looking at 53 laps complete here this afternoon and the Pepsi 400 as they continue to wind around this racetrack and Dale Earnhardt continues to pull away.
3: If you're wondering where Darrell Waltrip is, we've not mentioned DW since early in the day. His uh, Western Auto Chevrolet has backslid to 20th now. Rusty Wallace has been running back in 21st spot and he's been uh, languishing there here pretty much for the last 15 or 20 laps. Other cars running back in that pack of traffic. Brett Bodine, he's running in the 23rd spot right now. 24th is Bobby Hamilton. Dave Marcus is 25th. 26th is Phil Parsons. Dick Trickle running in the 27th spot. And those cars about to go a lap down now as the lead cars work through the corners here at Daytona. Just joining us, we're 54 laps complete of the 160 here today. Two and a half miles around the Daytona International Speedway. Dale Earnhardt is currently the race leader. He took the lead most recently at lap number 40 and has led the last 14 circuits. Caution is on the speedway. Lap number 57 here at Daytona International Speedway. We mentioned just prior to the commercial break that Wally Dallenbach had slowed on the back straightaway, running in 15th spot. The Planner's Peanut Keystone Beer Ford, unfortunately, has not made it all the way around the racetrack. Looked like he was nursing it along on the starter engine there, Fred Armstrong, and finally now just pull off out of harm's way, and we've got caution.
0: He's well off the inside of the racetrack now, Eli, pretty much out of harm's way. Just on the exit of turn number four, it looked like Wally almost was able to refire the car. You could see something come out of the dump tube, but he's just now nursing it along in the starter mortar, Uh somewhere about a, at a half-walking pace back to, uh, back to the pits.
2: So this is going to send everybody to pit road again. We're at lap 58 right now. They'll pit on lap 59 here as Wally Dahlenbach's car. We see a rector approaching it now. We'll push him on down onto pit road. Let's check in with Jim Phillips.
10: Well, Kyle Petty, of course, would be one of those guys wanting to get on the pit lane. They have more of the flat sheet metal that they're trying to work on that front air dam with. When he went down across the racetrack, it pushed it up. And they had one piece that they got installed but they need two more to make it complete around the front air dam. That's what they'll be doing on this pit stop.
2: Here's Jimmy Means' car coming out of the garage, and apparently he is going back into the race here. He was one of the cars that had parked it for the day. Wally Dollenbach still sits up there. The wrecker has pulled alongside, having a conversation about whether they need to push him in or maybe hook up to the car or whatever, but uh, that is the reason for the caution, and everybody's going to be on pit road here in just a moment. Kenny Schrader, who started 41st, as we said, had to take a provisional starting spot and has worked his way all the way up toward the front of the pack, and he said yesterday that the way to win here is to have a car that will drive at the bottom of the speedway.
11: Well, this place has really turned into a handling racetrack. Uh, you know, it always has been horsepower and aerodynamics, but uh, as the track surface has gotten
5: older net, and a little more slippery, and then the heat comes out in July, it is really a handling racetrack. So last year, Ernie was able to whoop us all by keeping his car right on the bottom.
2: Kenny Schrader's doing it today. That's exactly where his car is sticking. And Earnhardt's another car that's been really hanging in there at the bottom of the racetrack.
3: By the way, no provisional starter has ever won a NASCAR Winston Cup Series race. In modern-day history... The farthest back any winner has ever started was 38th, Darrell Waltrip. In this race here in 1988, of course, years prior to that at Darlington, we've had starters back in the 40 positions who have come on to win. But in the modern era, it's never been done from further than 38th and never from a provisional starting spot. Pit stops are now underway. Let's go to the GM Goodwrench pit. Well, they the first one's
10: end, of course. Uh, the flying aces go to work. It's going to be a four-tire stop for them. Kyle Petty rolls into his pit, and they go to work on the front of his car. They haven't put any tires on it yet. Jeff Gordon is in. He's getting uh, four tires. They're pulling a fender away. Well, he only takes two tires. They pull a fender away on the left front. Brett Bodine is in as Earnhardt flashes by. Terry Labonte is in. He's been up in the top 10. Dale Jarrett, in his pit Ernie Irvin. Ricky Rudd all file out as Mark Martin has got a problem. He started to leave his pits and the right side tires were not on the car. He's sitting out on the pit lane with the right side tires off his car.
2: Well, that's going to be a costly mistake for Mark Martin right now. They bring the jack out on pit road. They may have trouble getting a jack under it and getting the car up. The crew may have to do a little lifting there on their own.
3: Boy, that's a heartbreaker. Also, Derek Cope. Now they're about crew members from two or three other crews coming out. We've got uh, the Jasper crew for Ted Musgrave and others helping the Mark Martin crew to lift that uh, 3,500-pound race car so as to get the jack beneath the automobile. We were also saying Derek Cope impacted a tire that was loose out on the pit lane. Don't know exactly how much if any damage was done to the uh, front of that car, but we'll have to uh, double-check on that. So uh, a lot of things happen in the span of a quick pit stop. Back downstairs.
11: Well, Eli, I think Jeff Purvis is the one that hit the car. He hit the tire. He pushed it for just a little bit. I think it, it was possibly the time I seen the tire get hit it was laying in the Bobby Hillen's pit so they, they uh, had dropped the tire off and I think Jeff Purvis ran over that. Phil Parsons is having a problem. They said they're losing about 500 RPMs in the car that just doesn't, uh, they can't find any problems with it. It's nothing except it just doesn't come up to speed. So they got it changed. Schrader and them got in and out of the pits in an awful hurry and uh, had a good pit stop.
2: Quick report from Winston Kelly.
11: Rick Wilson, Morgan Shepherd, Harry Gant, the other cars
4: on the uh, lead lap on this end of pit road got four tires and gasoline, as did Kenny Schrader. Here comes the cars, a lap or more down. Dave Marcus, Kenny Wallace, Dick Trickle, PJ Jones, Roy Allen Jr., Richie Petty, Davey Allison all coming in to get tires and gasoline.
2: Now, this is the way they came off pit road a moment ago. The rookie driver, uh, Jeff Gordon, will lead the field as he pulls in right behind the pace car. Made a great stop there, as you heard Jim Phillips say a moment ago. Dale Earnhardt comes out right behind him. Then Kenny Schrader, third. Fourth is going to be Ernie Irvin. And fifth is Terry Labonte, a car that has really been working his way up the front of the pack, getting stronger as the day goes by. And right behind him, Dale Jarrett. Terry
3: had worked his way up to eighth place just prior to that caution. Here comes the family channel Ford. And as Winston Kelly told us in the garage a short while ago, and has now been confirmed by NASCAR, that is Jeff Bodine behind the wheel of the family, Channel Ford, the team that he will take ownership of in December of this year and drive for and own next uh, season. Jimmy Means also back on the track, as Barney told you before. If you're a Jimmy Means follower, he's 27 laps down.
2: Well, while we're under caution, it'll give us a minute to talk with Mr. Bob Moore, the vice president and general manager of the Pepsi-Cola Company of Florida. You folks have been associated with racing for a
8: long, long time, and it's been a good one, hasn't it? Oh, it's been a great one, uh, Bernie. We've had uh, 35 years here. In fact, the only soft drink ever at the Daytona International Speedway. And I'll tell you, with uh, ice-cold Pepsi, uh, hot NASCAR racing, and the uh, Daytona International Speedway Pepsi 400, I don't know what better way you could celebrate America's birthday. Are you a big race fan yourself? Yes, I am been coming here a long time i'm sure
2: i was, we were everybody we, that comes in our booth to visit with us a little bit a lot of times when we're racing and you have to wait a few minutes before we can get you on the air i usually just out of habit i guess glance around to see the expression on your face how interested you are in the racing and the majority of people that come here even if it's their first race really get wrapped up in it
8: in a hurry it is uh, absolutely spectacular it's uh, easy to understand uh, when you come out here why this is america's fastest growing sport and, of course, today it's probably the largest Pepsi
3: 400 crowd we've seen. It's tough for us to judge exactly from our perch up here, but there are not many empties here at all.
8: It sure looks like it. it uh, uh, from the years I've been coming here, I haven't seen this many people. It just looks great.
3: Oh, Pepsi's been around a long time. Well, I guess you guys, Pepsi sponsored with well, they had Lenny Pond, I remember, many, many years ago on uh, the side of that car. Pepsi, as you say, has been involved not just in the track but in the sport in general for many years. And it's great to see you, Bob, and hopefully for many, many
8: more years to come. Oh, well, it's great to be here, and we intend to be around for a long time. Thanks very much. Appreciate having you. Thank
2: Bob you. Moore, the Vice President and General Manager of Pepsi Cola of Florida. We're still under caution. It looks like one more lap, and we'll go back to green. We'll We'll take a quick break and we'll be back.
3: On the restart here at Daytona, Jeff Gordon has the lead, but Dale Earnhardt
0: closes in a hurry in turn three. His black Chevrolet will dust off Gordon in the corner. Now Ken Schrader challenges for second. He'll pick, get the position. Here comes Ernie Irvin for third. He has it two off turn four.
2: And Jeff Gordon gets a valuable lesson in a hurry as he went into the corner. He let the car drift up just a little bit. He did not keep it at the bottom of the racetrack, and thus he's going to pay a price. The price right now is about eight positions as he continues to slide backwards. The battle's going to be door-to-door for the lead in turn one. And
0: Schrader dives to the inside of Earnhardt, side-by-side side in turn number one. Schrader now gets the edge as the inner turn number two. Here comes Earnhardt, pulling back up on the outside. It's dead even for the lead off turn two.
6: Ernie Irvin runs alone in third, then side-by-side side for fourth and fifth. Dale Jarrett and Terry Labonte as they scramble down the back straightaway. Earnhardt ducks down to the inside, forces Schrader a little bit low. Now
0: Irvin's going to draft with Schrader. They drag race into three. Schrader's white Chevy to the inside of the racetrack. Irvin right between the two, trying to pick a draft partner. Irvin stays right in the middle of the racetrack. Ken Schrader maybe with a foot of an edge off turn four.
3: He started 41st trying to go right to the point. Here they come to the stripe. Lap number 64 of 160. Schrader will lead this lap. Ken Schrader leads lap 64. But here comes Dale Jarrett. He'll cut to the
0: inside making it three wide with Schrader and Earnhardt. Jarrett's got it nailed to the bottom of the racetrack. Up alongside Ken Schrader battling for second. He almost got by Schrader but now Schrader gets it hooked in the outside lane. He'll pull back to challenge for the second spot. Jarrett's got a struggle to hang on down there.
6: Now Ricky Rudd has slid up into the fourth spot with Ernie Irvin fifth side by side for sixth. Bobby Hillen on the inside. Terry Labonte on the outside. Now Ricky Rudd and
0: Dale Jarrett draft by Ken Schrader for second and third. Rettel dust off Schrader on the entrance of the corner. Schrader forced up high on the banking now has to deal with Ernie Irvin. Irvin right to the inside of the racetrack. Also bypasses Schrader in turn four.
2: And we're watching some of the best racing of the day in the Pepsi 400 right now. Not necessarily for the lead but from second place on back. It's anybody's game for the moment. Earnhardt has a two-car length advantage up front about seventh place back there. They get door to door. They could get three wide for that seventh spot back in turn one.
0: Darrell Waltrip's trying to get by the Sterling Marlin car. They're both trying to move up on Bobby Hill and meanwhile up front, Dale Jarrett goes way up the banking takes Earnhardt high. Jarrett takes the lead. Here's Ricky Rudd driving to the inside of the track for the lead.
6: Ricky Rudd with Ken Schrader trying to draft along with him, but he won't be able to get the lead. Dale Jarrett's going to pull down, put the block on, so it's Jarrett, the leader, three wide for
0: second. Schrader, Rudd and Earnhardt into turn three. Schrader right down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll dust off both Rudd and Earnhardt and grab the second position. Meanwhile, all this scrambling behind is open it up for Dale Jarrett. Give him two car lengths off the fourth corner.
3: Dale Jarrett going for the Daytona double. He won the 500 here in February. The last time the Daytona double was won was 1982. Bobby Allison did it. Before that, 1969 for Leroy Yarbrough. 68 for Cale Yarborough. Fireball Roberts won the 500 and in those days the 250. Back in 1962, Dale Jarrett trying to enjoy what he now has as the number one spot here after starting midfield, working his way to the point. Backstretch, lap 66.
6: It is Jarrett, Schrader, and Rudd single-filed. And side-by-side side for fourth, Ernie Irvin inside of Dale Earnhardt. Sterling Marlin will draft with Earnhardt
0: in the outside lane. Irvin's yellow Chevrolet to the inside side of the racetrack. Now picks up some drafting help from Darrell Waltrip. He'll tuck right in behind Irvin. Now Irvin challenges Earnhardt again side by side off the fourth turn.
2: Ernie Irvin to the bottom of the racetrack. They come off the corner door to door. They'll race down through the trial. down to the line. Neither driver giving an inch. Meanwhile, the front three continue to pull away just a little bit with that door to door racing going on. And I'm sure some of these crew chiefs down on pit road would like to see this break up a little bit. It kind of worries them when they run as close as they are. And then, Like an 18 to 20 car draft as it sweeps back into turn two one more time
0: front three cars, single file, the battle still rages on through fourth, Ernie Irvin and Dale Earnhardt, then it's Darrell Waltrip and Sterling Marlin they're followed by Terry Labonte and Michael Waltrip
6: already halfway down the back straightaway Earnhardt's going to get about a half a car length up on Irvin, now Irvin's going to wedge his way in between Earnhardt and the next two cars racing side by side.
0: Earnhardt picks up the fourth position, Ernie Irvin will go fifth, all this side by side scrambling opened it up for the front three as Dale Jarrett leads off turn four.
3: The slide, Darrell Waltrip now beginning to get uh, his car right up into the thick of things, running back around mid-pack earlier. He's now a strong 7th,
0: challenging that position with
3: Sterling Marlin. Michael Waltrip there as well as both of those brothers, Michael and Darrell Waltrip, battle side-by-side back into turn one darrell
0: Darryl's got the inside line. Michael up high on the banking. That is the first side-by-side battle. They'll stay that way coming into turn 2. But looking up front, here's Schrader making a move. He goes to the inside of Dale Jarrett for the lead. Draws
6: up alongside and makes the pass already down the back straightaway. Schrader, the leader, Jarrett now to second, side-by-side for third. Earnhardt and Ricky Rudd Ernie Irvin goes to the outside of Earnhardt now as Rudd grabs
0: third. Irvin runs up to the high side of the racetrack in the battle for fourth, but here comes Dale Earnhardt, his black Chevrolet right down to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll dust off Rudd in the corner and now challenge for second.
2: Tell you what, if you look at that front pack of traffic coming out of turn number four, it is awfully hard to decide who might win this race because everybody so far except maybe Earnhardt has proved to be just about as equal as you can get. Now Dale's fallen back a couple of times to about seventh or eighth position and has worked his way back up. Here he goes for the lead. One more time right down to the bottom of the racetrack.
0: Effortlessly, it looks like, as Earnhardt goes to the inside of the track up alongside Schrader, blows on by him, opens up the lane. Ricky Rudd as well will move by and take up the second spot.
6: Now Schrader will fall back to third with Dale Jarrett fourth and Ernie Irvin fifth. Sixth will be Sterling Marlin, Michael Waltrip seventh, Terry Labonte is eighth, Morgan Shepard is ninth, and Rick Wilson runs tenth.
0: Now about 15 cars drafting all single file. Here's the battle. It's for fourth. Ernie Irvin will drift up the banking. Now thinks better of it. Tries to tuck back in line, but there's Sterling Marlin for the block on the inside. Those cars scrambling for fifth spot.
3: Ricky Rudd now closing in on the lead after not having won a race since September of last year. He won at Michigan a couple of weeks ago, and now here he is challenging again at Daytona. Rudd following Earnhardt to turn one. While in the garage area, Jimmy Means and Wally
4: Dallenbach both alongside Winston Kelly. Wally, early afternoon for you after a strong run in February. What happened? Yeah, Winston, uh, I like you, but I don't like talking to you as much as we have been lately. Uh,
5: it looks like we uh, we lost some motor there about 20 laps before it blue. It started to get a little bit weak, and uh, yeah, we uh, we gave it the best ride we could. Uh, I'll tell you what, the, the Keystone car was uh, looking good, and I, I'm just I just want to thank Keystone Beer and Planners for hanging in there
4: with us. It's been a real frustrating season, and uh, they've been great. Won't be able to equal that top 10 finish he had here in February. Wally Dolan back out early this afternoon.
2: Meanwhile, we look at the board and 70 laps are up on the scoreboard right now. We're coming up on the halfway point here in about another 10 laps. Dale Earnhardt continues to lead Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin. Welcome back to the World Center of
3: Racing where we have seen lead changes aplenty here today in the Pepsi 400. We are 73 laps complete of 160, so within shouting distance of halfway, Dale Earnhardt leads, Ricky Rudd is second, Ernie Irvin third, and Ken Schrader fourth. Those four cars threatening for the moment to pull away by eight or nine car lanes. In fifth spot, they will pull Sterling Marlin. Sixth is Michael Waltrip, Morgan Shepard is seventh. Eighth now is Rick Wilson, ahead of Terry Labonte ninth and Bobby Hillen tenth. All of these cars are on the lead lap. 11th is Jeff Gordon. 12th, Dale Jarrett. 13th spot now is the Greg Sachs car with Darrell Walter running 14th and 15th, Ted Musgrave. Battle for the lead in turn three. Ricky Rudd draws up alongside
0: Dale Earnhardt into the corner. The two Chevrolets side by side. Earnhardt go, goes up high on the banking. Rudd down low. Earnhardt maybe by a foot in the corner, but here comes Ricky Rudd to the inside.
2: It's going to take Ricky almost a full lap, if he can do it, to grab the lead away from Dale Earnhardt. That move for the lead started over in turn number two when Dale went a little bit high. Ricky got alongside and. Chad him all the way back to the line, but Earnhardt will lead him by half a car length. Ricky will not get the lead. He settles back in single file. They're back in turn one.
0: And that's the way they'll go. Single file on a turn one. It's Rudd right behind Earnhardt, then Ernie Irvin rides along in third. Ken Schrader in fourth. He has thoughts about making his own move down to the inside of Ernie Irvin. He'll quickly, though, get back in line in single file.
6: And Morgan Shepard on the move in the sixth position. Drops down to the inside of Michael Waltrip, trying to grab that sixth spot away. He's going to take Terry Labonte with him as they work to the inside. Rick Wilson teams up with Waltrip on the outside, and Shepard will grab six and three.
0: Michael Waltrip's yellow Pontiac slides up the banking. A little drafting help there from Rick Wilson. Now the challenge for Shepard on the inside. There's Terry Labani off the fourth corner. Meanwhile at the front of the field, Earnhardt just
3: can't keep the car on the low side of the racetrack. With all the drafting help now settling in behind Rudd, Rudd by inches will lead lap number 76. So give the lead to Ricky Rudd as he works back into turn number one with about 18 cars trailing him and Earnhardt to the outside.
0: Earnhardt uses the outside line to really rev it up, drive it deep, he'll take the lead again. Now Ernie Irvin drops back, maybe a problem for Ernie Irvin. Two cars get by, three four cars go by Ernie Irvin.
6: Ernie Irvin got sandwiched as Sterling Marlin went to his inside or make that Terry Labonte went to his inside and Ken Schrader went to his outside Marlin, Morgan Shepard get by here comes Michael Waltrip
0: up alongside Irvin and battle also for third as Sterling Marlin looks to the inside of Ken Schrader through the corner. There's Morgan Shepard sliding up the banking and Michael Waltrip in the yellow Pontiac challenges Labonte on the inside.
2: Michael Waltrip really slicing his way up through the field has a good strong run going here this afternoon as he picks off a couple of more positions as Ernie Irvin slides all the way back to the side of him right now and it looked like Ernie Irvin, Joe Moore, the car might have almost turned sideways and that's one reason he might have come out of the throttle over there. Doesn't appear to be any mechanical problem.
0: Yeah, he fell back suddenly he was right up there in the thick of things and suddenly got squeezed in between two other cars. They made a sandwich out of him coming off turn number two got out of the throttle for a moment we thought maybe a mechanical problem but I believe he just got in a bad draft here off turn two.
6: Down the back straightaway, it's Earnhardt, Rudd, and Schrader single file, and a car length gap to Sterling Marlin and Morgan Shepard. Then two back to Terry Labonte, Ernie Irvin, and Michael and Daryl Waltrip.
0: Battle for fourth as Sterling Marlin looks to the top of the banking now. Sterling Marlin to the inside. Morgan Shepard trying to make the move there. Now Marlin will challenge Schrader for third off the fourth corner. Those cars come out of the
3: turn, but it's still Schrader holding the spot. We gave you the top 15 runners a short while ago. 16th is Dale Jarrett. Rick Mast is 17th. 18th spot at this point. They'll post Brett Bodine. 19th is Harry Gantt. 20th is the Phenolube car that here today is being driven by Bobby Hamilton. And 21st is Rusty Wallace. 22nd, Jeff Purvis. And 23rd is Derek Cope. One lap down. 24th, Bill Elliott. 25th is Dave Marcus. 26th, Dick Trickle. P.J. Jones runs in 27th with 28th now being Phil Parsons. Also a lap down in 29th is Kenny Wallace and running in one lap down as well, Loy Allen. He is in 30th. 31st spot is Richie Petty. Then back to two laps down for Kyle Petty. He's in 32nd. 33rd is Davey Allison. He's five laps down. Everybody else in the garage area with the exception of Jeff Bodine who has just brought the family circle or family channel four back onto the racetrack. Many, many laps down after a lap one crash by the original driver today, Jimmy Henson. Well,
2: there has been a couple of times that Dale Earnhardt has gone all the way back to about seventh position, but every time he's been able to work his way right back to the front of the, the uh, pack. Now, uh, In the early going here this afternoon, Dale's car was running right at the bottom of the racetrack, and he's told me, that, like he has for the last four or five races here at Daytona, his strong suit is being able to make the car handle. Can you do it this time?
12: I can do it all day long if nobody messes with me. You know, the car's uh,
2: working
5: that good. It worked
2: that
12: good in February that we just run flat out all day long, and uh, The car's working, you know, pretty good down here this time. We ran a 25-lap run in practice yesterday, and... uh, flat out the whole time, drafting with cars, cars all around me, whatever, and I still go through the corners as flat out as I could go, so it, it's still, it's, it's driving good, and you can still do that if the car is working good. Hopefully, the track gets slick, and everybody can't do that, and that'll give us the advantage.
2: Well, the track has gotten slick, and a lot of cars are having some handling problems, but Joe Moore, despite the fact that Earnhardt suddenly cannot keep the car at the bottom of the racetrack, they still can't take the lead away from
0: it. He's built up about a five-car length lead now, and Ricky Rudd seems to be increasing on that every time by us here returned turn two. Challenge for the six-
6: position for just a brief second as Ernie Irvin and Darrell Waltrip look down to the inside of Terry Labonte. Now they've gone back in line single file as they string out just a bit.
0: Earnhardt has used just about every part of the racetrack down here in turns three and four here. This time he'll slide up the banking. Ricky Rudd tries to take advantage. Earnhardt losing about two car lengths off turn four. But Ricky Rudd stays settled in in
3: second spot as they get the halfway signal crossed flags from Doyle Ford here at Daytona International Speedway. The Pepsi 400 now midway through. Three caution flags thus far having slowed the average speed. It's down to 152.001 miles an hour. In the garage area, Jimmy Hensley although his car has since returned with Jeff Bodine as the driver. Jimmy Spencer gone for the day. So, too, Bobby Labonte in the Maxwell House Ford. Jimmy Horton, Hutch Strickland, Jeff Bodine's own motorcraft Ford going out with engine failure. He's now back in the Jimmy Hensley car. Wally back with engine failure, and that ongoing suspension problem for Jimmy Means has placed him in the garage area as well. All the while, it's Dale Earnhardt showing the way. He's had some challenges today, but he continues to lead at lap number 81. This mid-race update has been brought to you by Heiligmeier Furniture. Proud sponsor of the Bobby Hillen Judy Dunlap Ford
2: Thunderbird. Let's go to pit road.
11: Well, we're in the Myers uh, pit with Bobby Hillen. The driver, he's uh, doing a pretty good job today. They had a, they had a little while ago. They had a 22-second stop it, and, and it got him back up from, uh, got him in the top 10 anyway. Doug Williams, the uh, crew chief, standing here. Doug, you guys are driving pretty good, right?
12: Yeah, the Myers Ford Thunderbird Dick's running real good right now, especially in the draft. We just gotta be patient, stay in line, and. Uh, I think we'll have a good finish.
11: What's all these yellow things everybody's got around their neck? And not bow ties, are they? It's called what they call a cool That keep everybody cool. <laughs> okay. Well, they're pretty cool here. I drove for Don Levy for six years. He was always pretty cool. Didn't do much with no t- but, uh, bow tie, though.
2: <laughs> Dick Brooks had some good years with the Junie Don Levy team. As they come back down the line, Earnhardt is still in front. Ricky Rudd hangs second. Great run today for Kenny Schrader. He is third. He started 41st on the field. Fifth right now is Sterling Marlin as they continue to wind around here at Daytona this afternoon. Tell you who you really have to feel for this in this race was Derek Cope. He had a car that probably could have won here today. But uh, he hit that tire on pit road, probably did some sheet metal damage to the car, uh, messed up the aerodynamics on it, and it's fallen pretty far back in the field.
3: Yeah, they were doing extensive work to the right front of the automobile. Derek now running back in 23rd spot, and uh, that's an unfortunate situation because Mm -hmm. that car is awfully strong, Dick.
11: Yeah, Eli, they're not really really running that bad. They just got caught way out of the draft. They stayed in just two or three stripes too long. They were putting tape on trying to get all the holes plugged up and get the aerodynamics back on the car just as there was one lap to go and they just never could get caught back up uh, on the restart. Actually, if you're clocking him, he's running about as fast as the leaders are. He just doesn't have any draft help.
2: And when he's been around some traffic, we've seen the car seem a little bit unstable, particularly in the corners, but maybe they'll get it all worked out before the day is done. We'll take a break and we'll be right back.
3: Laps complete of the Pepsi 400 here at Daytona International Speedway. 160 laps makes up the total distance around this two-and-a-half-mile racetrack. Dale Earnhardt is the man working with the lead. He's not quite able to shake Ken Schrader right now as those cars work down the back straightaway and have to negotiate race traffic at the same time.
6: They go by the Kenny Wallace Dirt Devil Pontiac. Derek Hopes injured Ford down to the inside. Also coming up to put another lap on Loy Allen now as Earnhardt and Schrader move through the traffic on the high side.
0: Those two Chevrolets drift up the banking now about 10 Ten car lengths separate them from Sterling Marlin as they race off turn four and back to start finish.
2: A couple of car lengths between first and second place. It's about ten car lengths back to the third place machine right now, which is Sterling Marlin, a little further back to Morgan Shepard, who's having a good run here this afternoon. Ricky Rudd also has a distance of a couple of car lengths between himself and Morgan Shepard, so this is probably the stage of the Pepsi 400 where they're just going to ride for a while until they make that next pit stop. Let's go down to pit road and Jim Phillips.
10: We're in the Dale Earnhardt pit with Richard Childress. Richard, Dale has been able to stay up front uh, practically the entire first half of the race. What's been the difference for him?
4: Well, you know, we really worked on trying to get the car tight. And, uh, you know, we know this best handling car will win the race, you know, if it's us or whoever. Uh, July racing here, you always got to have a car that handles, and that's really what we went after.
10: So right now, Dale Earnhardt,
4: uh, Richard told me a
10: while ago, is able to run wide open through the turns. Not all the cars able to do that. That's the reason he's staying
3: on top. Dale Earnhardt has led 65 of the 89 laps run thus far. We've had nine lead changes among 11 drivers, or rather among 17 drivers. We've had three caution flags for 11 laps. Average speed 153.618 miles an hour pit stops for some drivers. Richie Petty is in now at lap number 90. So to Jeff Bodine, driving the Jimmy Hensley family channel car. He's back in for adjustments once more from Paul Andrews and the crew. Joining us here in the booth is George Morris, Vice President, Group Executive for Maxwell House, the folks who are the official coffee of NASCAR. Good to see you again.
7: Thanks, Eli. It's a real pleasure to be here. Sorry
3: things didn't work uh, for Bobby today. Kind of got caught up there early, but he's been representing you, the company, awfully well.
7: He really has. And, you know, the last Several races, we've been running up hard, running up front. We've been running hard, and we haven't been there at the end. But uh, we're we're making progress, and we're gonna we're gonna break through as the season moves on.
3: You know, one thing that uh, you folks announced the other day, which I thought was awfully nice, kind of like what the folks at uh, Gatorade did, taking their program to the grassroots of NASCAR racing. Maxwell House is going to be honoring the NASCAR real heroes, as you're calling them, with awards going to about a hundred individuals throughout the Winston Racing Series. That's good exposure, taking it down to the folks who go racing on their local NASCAR bull rings on Friday nights and Saturday nights and so on.
7: Well, we want to reach the millions of fans out there, and there are a few things in this country more American than Winston Cup, NASCAR racing, and Maxwell House coffee. We think this is a terrific way to do it, and we're going to try to, we're going to, try to honor the people that have really contributed to this sport. In every possible way. Not just the drivers, not just the owners, but everybody that's contributed.
3: That's a heck of a program. We wish the very best. A lot of folks are enjoying the uh, coffee that was handed out yesterday with Richard Petty and Cale Yarborough on that uh, coffee can, emblematic of Richard's 200th win here at Daytona. So, you folks have.
7: Uh, jumped in full boards. great to have you on board. Thank you. We're really pleased with that tin. It'll be in the stores in the next couple of weeks. And you might want to try that trivia question on the uh, on the group later in your broadcast if you have a chance, Eli. Might just do that. Thank you, George. Good to see you. Nice to see you again. George
3: Morris, Vice President and Group Executive for Maxwell House, the official coffee of NASCAR.
2: This one's going by in a hurry. 92 laps are complete on the scoreboard. The leader continues to be Dale Earnhardt, but he's got company on the high side up in turn four. And
0: Schrader's white Chevrolet to the outside of the racetrack. Traffic is ahead but Schrader gets the edge off turn four. Kenny
2: Schrader let her go right up there where Earnhardt had been running and got a little momentum and he's going to lead this lap or is he as they come down to the line? He will beat Dale Earnhardt by half a car length but Earnhardt does not lift. He goes right up to the door and they race side by side to turn one.
0: Earnhardt slips by. The lane opened up here. Sterling Marlin, he'll go by to pick up the second spot. Schrader drops to third. Marlin now will challenge for the lead. He's down on the inside line directly ahead to Phil Parsons' car but they are dead even for the lead off turn two. On to the back
6: straightaway. Parsons tucks his car down to the inside line, but that drafting help that Earnhardt was able to pick up off of Parsons was able to keep him alongside. He's able to pin Sterling Marlin
0: behind the lap traffic in three. Sterling Marlin's Ford tries to drift up the banking, but there's Ken Schrader to the outside. Nowhere for Marlin to go. He has to stay in the middle of the racetrack. He'll tuck in be- in front of Morgan Shepard and behind Ken Schrader in third. But I don't think anybody would be surprised if Sterling Marlin won here today. We've
3: seen that car getting continually better over the last number of weeks, Sterling. We've had a good call all year
0: with hadn't shown it. Uh, we've had some uh, you know, mechanical failure and had to stop work on the car during the race and it didn't show what we could do and uh, you know as of late we've come on the cars and run all day
9: and, and had some good runs and uh, got a new car here and it's running good so uh uh, I think it's just a uh, win just around the corner for us.
3: Sterling running in third spot right now, but it's tough when you've got a couple of guys ahead of you, Barney, who have equally as uh, impressive cars and also can use the traffic the way Earnhardt and Schrader can.
2: Yeah, he's got his work cut out for him if he wins here, but as uh, he said on the tape there, the last couple of weeks, well, actually all season long, every week, every racetrack we go to, that car seems to run a little bit better each week, and in the last four or five races, he's been in the top five all day long with a shot to win. Earnhardt continues to lead in the Pepsi 400 here this afternoon. Kenny Schrader, who started 41st, will end up being the story of this race, whether he wins it or whether he just stays up there and finishes in the top five. The run he has made here today, we're looking at 95 laps complete. And for the moment, they're single file all the way back through about the top 15. And it'll give us a quick minute to talk to Jim Johnson, the chairman and chief executive officer of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. Can you believe that NASCAR Winston Cup Racing keeps attracting the crowds? I know you come here several times a year and you go to other tracks, but it seems like every time we come to a racetrack, there are more folks, more seats. There just seems to be no end to it, Jim. It's been spectacular. Attendance is up at all the races this year. They're just going to have to go out and build more seats. I'd say they're going to have to here at Daytona, that's for sure, along with all the other tracks. The Winston Cup championship has been a big factor in that growth in, in, in Winston Cup racing in the last few years. The money continues to increase as it has for the last several years. A million dollars for the Winston Cup champion, even more so this year when we go to New York. That's been a big part of it, too.
1: No question about it. It adds a lot of excitement to the whole season, and this season still has a long way to go. It's very tight out there, and I think... It's going to be very exciting right down to the finish.
3: But as we were talking with Mr. Morris a minute or so ago from Maxwell House, the grassroots also, the Winston Racing Series has uh, grown now to nearly 100 tracks across the country, and we always chat with you about Winston Cup Racing, but we can't ignore those guys who are out there on the local short tracks, and uh, they have to run and do run for the money that uh, NASCAR and R.J. Reynolds post each and every week.
1: Yeah, that's been a great uh, success for us and for NASCAR. Winston West Series is is a growing uh, series, and we couldn't be more pleased with our continued involvement with this sport. And uh, what a great opportunity it is for all the fans to come out and have some fun.
2: Dale Earnhardt swings across the line. He continues to lead. Joe, I know that uh, T. Wayne Robertson, your director of special events up there, is in one of the legend cars. When's he going to put you in one of those things?
1: Well, he offered to teach me how to drive one of those, Barney,
2: but uh, every time I see his sheet metal hit the wall, I think I need a different instructor. <laughs> yeah, I think I'd pass if he's going to teach me. I believe I really would. Jim, thanks for taking a moment of your time to stop by and talk with us. Great. Thank you, Barney. Good to
3: see you. Jim Johnston joining us, chairman and CEO of the R.J. Reynolds Tobacco Company. 97 laps complete of 160 here at Daytona International Speedway. Race leader, Dale Earnhardt, Ken Schrader second, Sterling Marlin third, Ricky Rudd is fourth, fifth is now Morgan Shepard, sixth, Darrell Waltrip, Ernie Irvin runs seventh, Dale Jarrett eighth. Terry Labonte runs in ninth spot, and holding down tenth position as they string back across the line at this point will be the Ted Musgrave automobile.
11: What a race today in first place. Jerry, there's some commotion on the flag stand. Let's cut away live for
1: a report. Frank, the regular flagman, has stepped down and a new flagman is in his place. What can you
11: see? He's waving a flag I've never seen before. What color is it? It looks blue and yellow. It's the Platters' nut flag and holding the flag is Mr. Peanut. What's the planter's flag mean? It's the concession lap. The drivers are pulling over to snack on Platters' nuts. If you're
10: a racing nut, eat Platters. They're
1: nuts too. Everybody P-9, loves P-9, this P-9, racing nut. P-9. Thank Okay, moment of truth here with Dale Jarrett. Dale, what kind of filters do you
3: use on your car? High-performance Wix oil and air filters, of course. Whoa, Dale Master, I'm talking about your race car, not the family car. That's right, the race car. You mean you go to a discount store and buy
4: Wix oil and air filters? Nope. I thought so. You get Wix filters only at professional auto parts stores, and for just about any car. Come on, Wix pays you to say all this. Yeah, but I'd say it anyway.
3: Wix filters, you'll find them in auto parts stores like All Pro, your bumper-to-bumper auto
2: parts source. These fans are being treated to some of the best racing that they have seen in a long, long time in the Pepsi 400 here. They were three wide a moment ago for the lead. Sterling Marlin currently has it. Right now, the battle for second place involves Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt, and Dale will take that away and move back into second spot. But there are about six cars up in that lead draft, and they are really going at it. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio. Just
3: 59 laps remain. We say just 59 because they go by in a hurry here at Daytona. Sterling Marlin now that he is broken free of traffic is pulled away by about a second from a good
6: second place battle. Ricky Rudd and Dale Earnhardt swapping spots on the backstretch. Ricky Rudd has it for now. He's just slid up in front of Earnhardt. Ernie Irvin will run now in fourth with Darrell Walter fifth and Ken
0: Schrader sixth. They're three wide for seventh. That battle for from second on back tightens up into the corner down to the inside of the racetrack. Dale Jarrett trying to make that seventh place move on Sterling Marlin, but it won't work, or I should say Morgan Shepard, it won't work as they come off the corner. Traffic shut down the inside lane.
2: And we were talking among ourselves here in the commercial break that the groove here at Daytona is running as high as we have ever seen it. Normally they'll run right in the middle or down to the bottom, from about the middle of the corner down toward the bottom. But today, Joe Moore and your end of the racetrack and up in Allen Bestwicks 2, up in 3 and 4, Earnhardt kind of started the trend early this afternoon to take him up there and all of a sudden everybody else is following suit.
0: Handful of them, Ken Schrader, Morgan Shepard among those taking that real high line, and every time they do, it allows the cars that are really hooked up to make their move down on the inside and pick up positions.
6: Kind of following up on what the drivers have been talking about all, all week long, and at the beginning of our broadcast today about their cars all being loose here in the corners, they have to chase them up the banking to keep
0: their foot in the throttle around the, around the corner.
3: Here they come out of turn number four now. The lead cars trying to chase down the race leader, Sterling Marlin. Ted Musgrave, an awfully impressive run as he is motored to the inside around Terry Labonte, around Dale Jarrett, and settles in behind Morgan Shepard. Let's go down to the pits, Jim Phillips. We're
10: in the Terry Labonte pits. He started 31st. He's been hanging around the top 10 all day long. But Pete, you said you got just a little bit of handling problem right now. Yeah, and the Kellogg Chevrolet has been running up front all day, but as the fuel leaves the car, it creates a push in the car. And we just messing here with some air pressure now and been talking to Terry. I think we can fix it when we come in and make our last pit stop. About what lap you figure you'll pit? I'm looking at either 109 or 110 somewhere in that area there. I, I think if we can
1: go
3: 110, I can go the rest of the way on what I got.
10: That's Pete Wright, the crew chief for Terry Levone, uh running in the 10th spot right now
3: you realize that Labonte is the iron man on the circuit right now. This is his 429th consecutive Winston Cup start. Of course, the longest streak was Richard Petty's 513, but Labonte has not missed a race since that Winston Western 500 at Riverside all the way back in his rookie career. That's something that a lot of folks haven't been paying much attention to, but He doesn't miss races.
2: No, that's a pretty good streak for him, and he he doesn't make a lot of noise at the racetrack. He lets everything that uh, is written and said about him just kind of describe what he does in the race car. He's not a real outgoing person, but he's a heck of a race driver. A moment ago, Sterling Marlin came around here. He was one and one-tenth seconds ahead of everybody from second on back. Ricky Rudd has chopped that down to less than six-tenths of a second as he tries to reel him in up in turn four.
0: Making about three car lengths now as Rudd drifts up to the top of the banking in his Chevrolet. Here comes Marlin off the corner, only with four car lengths on Rudd.
3: Back to the stripe they come to complete lap number 105. There'll be 55 laps to go, and as we heard from Pete Wright, the crew chief for Terry Labonte, we're closing in on that window of opportunity to make that final pit stop and be able to go the distance. Still Sterling Marlin leads, but now the edge, just three car lengths on Ricky Rudd. Ricky Rudd chopping down
0: the distance as he enters turn number one. He looks back. He's moving away from the rest of the pack, though. It's about 12 or 15 car lengths back to third place running. Ernie Irvin, then it's Dale Earnhardt in fourth, Ken Trader in fifth, and Darrell Walter been sixth.
6: Sterling Marlin had opened up that lead when Rudd and Dale Earnhardt were racing side-by-side for seconds. Since Rudd shook Earnhardt, he has been methodically chasing down Marlin, now just about a car length off his bumper.
0: Ricky Rudd tucks in line behind Sterling Marlin as they enter turn number three. No traffic ahead. They'll race it out off turn four, make it only two car lengths for Marlin off the corner.
2: Sterling Marlin continues to lead, but for how long? As Ricky Rudd gains a little bit every time around, he's cut it down to just about a car length and a half now at the start-finish line as they work back into turn number one. Meanwhile, Ernie Urban, who rides third, Dale Earnhardt fourth and Kenny Schrader fifth. They're beginning to close in on the front two also. They're back in turn one.
0: Side Chevrolet closing in once again on Sterling Marlin. Ricky Rudd trying to put a Chevrolet back in front of this pack. He's within a car length. Took a shot at him. Looking to the inside. He'll fall back in line in single file. Meanwhile, Earnhardt sees a challenge from Ken Schrader.
6: This should be for the fourth spot, but Schrader will have to fall back in line into the fifth position. Earnhardt hangs on to fourth for now. Then Darrell Waltrip running behind Schrader. Now Earnhardt's going to look to the outside of Ernie
0: Irvin a bit for third. Side by side as they enter turn number three. Earnhardt slides up the banking. Ernie Irvin sticks it right down to the bottom of the racetrack. The two Chevrolets still side-by-side side for third.
3: Earnhardt climbing the banking using every inch of that 31 degrees right there. He'll come back down right in behind Ernie Irvin this time by. At the stripe, a couple three-car lanes for Sterling Marlin and a brand-new car on Ricky Rudd now running in the second spot as we go to pit road. And we're in the Ricky
10: Rudd pit with Gary DeHart, the crew chief. Gary, you're right behind the leader. Can you get by uh, yeah, I think we could, but we're just trying to save the car right now. I believe we're all right. Uh, really, the biggest thing we've got to concern about right now is the tires. We're going to do two or four. We're not really sure right yet, but we're getting ready to pit, so we better make our mind up. How about the gas situation? You think you make
2: it on one more stop? Okay, we're okay on gas. That's Gary DeHart, the crew chief for Ricky Rudd. And Dick Brooks, who's been up and down pit road and many of the top runners up in the front 10, at least this afternoon, Dick, most of them really figured this fuel deal down to a science, assuming this race stays green and that fuel is going to be the factor as far as making that last pit stop and how far or how far you can't go.
11: Well, I'm sure they have. Uh, I'm in the, in the Sterling Marlin pit with Ken Wilson. Ken, you guys keep pacing back and forth trying to get far enough to... Uh, be able to just make it on one more stop, you're gonna be able to make it? Yeah, we should be able to make it gonna fit on lap one ten to be fifty laps ago when we'll be just running fifty one, so we should be all right on the gas. I see them standing around with starting fluid and everything just in case something happens, right? Yeah, just always be ready for everything. Okay, they're walking around with uh, pacing up and down pit row, and they're getting ready to come in just in a couple laps, and uh, they're pacing up and down pit row with starting fluid cans in their hands and everything else, ready to go.
2: They don't leave anything to chance in this business because you can't. 108 laps complete, 160 will make up the Pepsi 400. We'll take a break, and we'll be back.
5: Hi, I'm Kenny Wallace, driver of the number 40 car. As a NASCAR driver, I really appreciate a well-engineered machine that can go the distance. That's why I'm proud to have Dirt Devil as my sponsor. There's a Dirt Devil vacuum for every cleaning need, and each one, from the hand vac to the upright, is powerful, lightweight, and best in its class. So when you're looking for a vacuum, get yourself a Dirt Devil and drive home a winner. Why not call the nice folks at 1-800-321-1134 and ask for the Dirt Devil retailer nearest you. When Darrell
1: Waltrip's at work, a tire problem could ruin his day. Like you, I
8: need the right tires at the right price. At Western Auto, we guarantee it. Western Auto's wide assortment of name-brand tires are at unbeatable low prices every day. And you can always count
0: on Western Auto for mounting, balancing, and alignment seven days a week. Western Auto installs your tires
1: fast with their 58-minute tire installation guarantee. Mounted in 58 minutes or less. The
2: right tires, the right price. At Western Auto, we guarantee it. Pit stops are taking place here at Daytona. Rick Mast is in just a moment ago. Rick Wilson is in, and here comes Ricky Rudd, Dale Earnhardt. Also in is Ernie Irvin, Ted Musgrave, Dale Jarrett's in the pits. Let's go down to Dick Brooks.
11: Well, Sterling Marlin's in, and uh, they're just going to do right side on his car. They did right side on Rick Mast's car, but they had a little problem getting the fuel in. These guys will make sure now that the things are plum full. They can't allow any fuel not to get out. Sterling Marlin left, but there was nothing coming out the vent. The uh, cans, the first can was empty, second can was empty, and uh, nothing came out of the vent. So we'll have to see what happens with it as Rusty Wallace comes in for his service also. Jim Phillips. Ernie Irvin came in. He
10: beat Earnhardt off the pit lane. Musgrave was in. He got tires and gasoline. Now, the work he got with uh, Kyle Petty uh, sent out the, the call for a relief driver. We'll see if that change is made. Michael Waltrip is in right now. They're t- taking on uh, four tires and gasoline, so all the cars
2: on this end of the pit lane, they took four tires and gasoline. They're pushing Kyle Petty's car back through the wall, taking it in behind the pit wall, uh, not toward the garage, so apparently they intend to try and get him back in there. As we said, it, it looks like he may need a relief driver. Here's Mark Martin bringing his car in. Michael Walter is He almost gets boxed in, and the pits has a little trouble getting out. Finally gets the car down and away. Morgan Shepard on pit road, and these are all the front-running cars. Bobby Hillen and the heilig Myers Ford will make his pit stop. Also down there right now is Davy Allison. Let's check in with Winston Kelly.
4: Rick Wilson came in on lap 109, got four tires in gasoline. The only one that we've seen get four tires. Kenny Schrader came in one lap later, two tires in gasoline. Morgan Shepard, two tires in gasoline in 13.75 seconds. Now, Harry Gann on pit road. They've already changed the right side rubber. Charlie Presley now jacks the car up on the left side. They're going to go with a four-tire stop. P.J. Jones in for service along with Dick Trickle. Here comes Bill Elliott down pit road. Now back up to Jim Phillips.
10: Well, Kyle Petty is out of the car. They pull the car in behind the pit lane, and uh, he's laying back here, and he's just too hot.
2: They're putting some ice around him. He should be all right getting a little bit of oxygen you got to remember that the heat here in Daytona, I think Eli might have touched on it when we first came on the air this afternoon, that this is truly the first race that they have run all year long where the heat factor was going to be up there, temperature of the high 80s or even up near 90 degrees all day, even though it's 400 miles. This is the first real test that they're going to get in there of uh, kind of surviving the heat all day long. Here's Derek Cope bringing his car in. Dick Trickle will pit from the Daytona International Speedway. This is MRN Radio
1: today's pepsi 400 on mrn radio is sponsored by maxwell house coffee the official coffee of nascar by gatorade sports drink for that deep down body thirst by performax from penzoil the new synthetic motor oil that works like liquid ball bearings protects your engine to the max by dirt devil vacuum cleaners from royal the power of an upright in the palm of your hand And by Gumout, quality automotive products providing solutions
3: to engine problems. With green flag pit stops having concluded for all now, it's back around to Sterling Marlin as the race leader nose to tail with the second place running Ricky Rudd. Those cars having just swept around Harry Gant on the racetrack here at lap number 114. Jimmy Spencer gone for the day. So is Bobby Labotti, Jimmy Horton, Hutch Strickland, Jeff Bodine's car, Wally Dallenbach, and Jimmy Means. Those cars gone for the day. Average speed at this point, 159.386 miles an hour in a Pepsi 400 that has been slowed three times by caution.
2: The only three cars after that round of pit stop that are going to be able to stay real close together will be the front three. Everybody else has dropped back a little bit. Uh, Ricky Rudd is behind Sterling Marlin by just about a half a car length. It's a little less than a second back to Kenny Schrader, the third place car, and that's the way they run in the middle of the back stretch. We'll pause 10 seconds on MRN Radio for station identification. Sterling Marlin, who's been looking for that first win for a lot of years, in good shape to do it here this afternoon. They have made the final pit stop, assuming everybody can go the distance here. Ricky Rudd has other thoughts, however. Kenny Schrader trying to reel in the front two to make it a three-way battle, but if this race stays green, Morgan Shepard, the fourth-place car, is going to be pretty far back there as he continues to try and close in, and it's a good ways back to Dale Earnhardt. Ernie Irvin and Dale Jarrett, they got a long ways to go, Joe Moore, before they catch the front two.
0: Earnhardt's trying to get that pack hooked up lane and trying to track down the front runners, but he's taking a totally different line as he has been for about the last 30 laps. Earnhardt going way high up in turns one and two while Irvin and Jarrett take lower moves.
6: Those cars now all running nose to tail down the back straightaway. Ted Musgrave is only a couple of the car lengths off Dale Jarrett's back bumper trying to close up and make that a five-way race.
0: Earnhardt's beginning to shake Ernie Irvin Chevrolet, however, as they enter the corner, but here comes Irvin back to the inside this time. Earnhardt able to stick it right down to the inside of the racetrack in turn four.
3: So those two Chevrolets battling again one another. Morgan Shepard just ahead of them. Those three cars are now eight seconds behind the race leader Sterling Marlin, who has just put a lap on both Harry Gant and Michael Waltrip. Barney mentioned to you that it's been a while since Sterling Marlin has been searching for that first win. 263 races. This is his 263rd Winston Cup race still in search of that first victory. But one thing, as much as things change, some things stay the same here in Daytona Beach. And that is that the mayor of this fine community is still Larry Kelly, who is been mayor. Heck, I think, uh, wasn't Eisenhower in the White House the first time you were elected, or
9: what? Not quite that long. Uh, Finished 19 years as mayor this year, and uh, three years in the commission for a total of 22 years. But I'll tell you what, every year it gets better here at this racetrack. It's a little warm today, but, Eli, I look out that crowd, and I don't know about you, uh, like I said, I think it was the 20th year that I gave the welcome here today, and uh, uh, that crowd looks excellent. It's just a great race.
2: You folks really turn out for the race fans when they come down here. I'm talking about the whole community. There's not not only is there things to do with the racetrack, but there's always something over in Daytona Beach or all around
9: the area. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think the people of Daytona Beach absolutely uh, love the race fans. Uh, as I said today, my welcome. Uh, you know, I know of no other sport where race drivers uh, absolutely go out and give so much to the community. Uh, their involvement in uh, sponsoring the many charities that uh, make Volusia County and Daytona Beach uh, go uh, is absolutely appreciated by the people here. It's uh, it's just great to have the International Speedway in Daytona Beach. Matter of fact, I look uh, forward to a week from now uh, being up in the Pocono racing. The Poconos, there. Rose, and Dr. Joe Mattioli are good friends of mine, and uh, I really love racing, so it's, uh, it's great. Well,
2: you like myself? I know I used to do the public address announcing here, did a lot of the pre race shows for probably 20 years or so, and I introduced you many, many times down there. And I, I, once in a while, I let my mind wander about different things in this business over the years. How many different dignitaries and people and whatever, presidents and everything else, have been to this race? over the years from King Hussein. Uh, it's amazing how many folks have been to Daytona and who has been here.
9: Absolutely. You know, uh, we've had, uh, I remember when Jimmy Carter was running for president, we've had President Bush, we've had President Reagan. Uh, uh, it, it's, uh, you know, s- someone said, I think, way, way back, uh, I think it was Reverend Hal Marchman, uh, you know, what he said about the races, he said... Uh, it was a redneck heaven, the, the racetrack. But let me tell you something. Uh, I really believe, as mayor of this city, this is corporate America. Uh, when you look out at those race uh, fans and, uh, and the other thing about the race fans, they are really what I call the true Americans of uh,
3: Mr. Mayor, it's great to
9: have you here as always. And uh, how many? before I let you go, how many more terms
3: or uh, have you uh, decided to finally hang it up and, uh, and kick back and watch somebody else
9: do it? Well, Mayor Kane was down there today, the guy I replaced when he resigned. Uh, and uh, he said that uh, I talked a little bit longer in my welcome today, and he thought another 20 years I could be as good as him.
3: <laughs> Sounds good enough. Mayor Larry Kelly of Daytona Beach, great to have you with us here today.
2: 120 laps are on the board. That'll give us 40 more to go, and it'll all be over here at Daytona, and caution is coming onto the speedway. Caution is coming onto the racetrack, and this is going to put the field right back together. All the strategy a moment ago looked like there might be three cars right up there to shoot it out. All of a sudden, this has changed everything. We'll take a quick minute to remind you that later on in our broadcast, Western Auto, the official auto parts and service store of NASCAR, will be selecting the mechanic of the race award. The top NASCAR mechanic receives $1,000 from Western Auto. The current point standings after the Miller 400. Andy Petrie leads. He's Dale Earnhardt's crew chief. Second is Tony Glover, crew chief of the Ernie Urban car. And third is Ken Howes, who is crew chief on Kenny Schrader's Kodiak Chevrolet under caution here, and it looks like we might have a car stalled on the speedway, I believe. Right.
3: Richie Petty is the problem, and that's uh, a reason for this caution, as he stopped at lap number uh, 122. That's the first caution lap here today. Fourth caution of this afternoon, with Sterling Marlin leading the Pepsi
2: 400. Well, all the front runners will certainly take advantage of this caution flag, as pit road is full. Let's go down to Dick Brooks.
11: Well, I think there's not anybody that there are any cautions or pits today that's more important than this one. This will set them up for the end of the, uh, for the, end of the event. Sterling Marlins in. They've just uh, topped his car off of the gas. Now, he did have a problem earlier. They did not get it full. Uh, nothing run out the vent. As uh, Kenny Schrader goes by, he's uh, got his car serviced up. Rick Mast is interchanging right-side tires on his car and fueling it up. Uh, Derek Cope's still sitting there. They're still working on the aerodynamics in that car, trying to get it going. Bobby Hillen, who's having a great run today, Got himself uh, back down and and headed back toward the racetrack. Jim Phillips?
10: A little different strategy down here, Dick. Uh, Jeff Gordon, again, has taken only two tires. So he's one of the first cars off the pit lane. Uh, Terry Labonte's just in. He took on four tires. Dale Jarrett was in for four tires. Ricky Rudd in for four tires. Dale Earnhardt was in for four tires. So was Ernie Irvin in for four tires. So this end of pit road, all the strategy the same except for Jeff Gordon. He took only two tires. Now up to Winston Kelly.
4: Four tires and gasoline for the runners on this end of pit road on lead, the lead lap. Kenny Schrader, Rick Wilson, and Morgan Shepard all getting four tires and gasoline. An injury to one of the crew members on the Morgan Shepard car, Terry Hall. The Jackman injured his finger earlier in the day for a replacement from the Jeff Bodine team. His Jackman jacking that car didn't seem to cost them any time with a replacement crew member there. All these drivers getting four tires and gasoline.
2: Well, the stage is set for a real shootout. A moment ago, it looked like it might be three, no more than four cars up there, dicing for that checkered flag when it comes down to lap 160. Now, all of a sudden, there's, what, about 16 cars still on the lead lap, maybe a few more than that. Uh, Looks Right,
3: they'll post 19 cars now on the lead lap. So
2: 19 cars have a shot at it. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio.
3: At Daytona International Speedway, lap 123, working the fourth caution flag of the day. At lap number 122, all of the lead cars came down pit road with the exception of Mark Martin. He stayed out on the racetrack, so he's now being posted as the leader in the Pepsi 400. He assumed the lead at lap 123, ahead of Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, Ted Musgrave, and others who have already made their pit stops. Don't forget, tomorrow we will be joining you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It's our first visit since 1985 to the Milwaukee Mile, where the NASCAR Busch Series will be in action. It's the Haviland 250 tomorrow, 1 o'clock Central, 2 o'clock Eastern Time, will be the broad Cast here on MRN Radio, and by the way, today in Milwaukee, the NASCAR Winston All Pro Series—they'll be running in about four hours from now. So, if those of you folks listening up, possibly in uh, Wauk and Waukesha or anywhere up there throughout the Wisconsin area, the NASCAR Winston All Pro Series, four o'clock Central Time this afternoon at the Milwaukee Mile. Also upcoming on the NASCAR Winston Cup Series. Next week, we'll be with you from the New Hampshire International Speedway. First time for the Winston Cup Series there at the track that the Bears built on the site of the old... Briar Motorsports Park, the Slick 5300 next Sunday. Then on July the 18th, the Miller 500 back up at Pocono International Raceway. July 25th will be in Talladega, Alabama, for the Die Hard 500. On August 8th, the Budweiser at the Glen in Watkins Glen, New York, will be in Brooklyn, Michigan, for the August 15th running of the Champion Spark Plug 400 under the lights. Bristol, Tennessee, hosting the Budweiser 500 August 28th, and the ticket office open for you at the Darlington Raceway in. South Carolina. The September 5th running of the Mountain Dew Southern 500. All of those ticket offices are open now for you to make your plans for the races here down the stretch run of the 1993 season.
2: And there are going to be a lot of candidates for the Goody's Headache Award a little bit later this afternoon. The members of the media in attendance for today's Pepsi 400 will vote the Goody's Headache Award to the driver who suffers the biggest headache during this race. The winner receives a $1,000 and a sample of Goody's Headache Powder and tablets to help cure their headache. Going to be a lot of candidates for that and could be even more before this one is over. They're getting set to go back to green. One more lap around. Davey Allison makes a late pit stop, just tops off the fuel tank, and they take a look at him and send him back onto the racetrack. Not been a real good day for Davey here. He's had, to, had some problems in the early going, going to have to play catch-up. But for the guys up front... The situation, out of Bestwick, we understand that Mark Martin did not pit. And a lot of times when you don't pit and those other guys do and take on tires, could be a big factor, but it might not. He's taking a heck of a gamble.
6: Well, the question is, is he going to be able to hold off Ernie Irvin and Jeff Gordon and the others who are behind him? If Martin can get through the first four or five laps and not lose an awful lot of ground, then he might still be able to stay in the hunt. But for now, he is going to be at somewhat of a disadvantage as they get ready to go racing.
3: So, Mark Martin electing to stay on the racetrack. Let's quickly get an update from Pitt Road.
6: We're at the
10: Ernie Irvin pit, and uh, we speculated that he only took two tires uh, that last time. So, we'll ask his crew chief why that kind of strategy, but he's talking to Ernie right now to get him to start. So, we'll not bother uh, crew chief Tony Glover. But he did take two tires, and uh, Jeff Gordon on this end, two tires. The rest took four tires.
2: Pontiac pace car brings them out of turn number four getting ready to duck onto pit road and we're ready to settle the Pepsi 400. 125 laps will be when the green flag comes back out. Here they come down to the line. Mark Martin is a leader. He punches the throttle when the green goes up in the air. Gets a pretty good start. He'll pull away by a car length or so on Ernie Irvin, but Irvin stays in the throttle, goes after him and now they're going to get two and three wide a little bit further back in the pack as they hit turn one.
0: Faster cars trying to get by. Some of the cars that started on the inside line, the cars that are lapped lap down up front, though a breakaway from Mark Martin, Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon and Ted Musgrave. They've got about five car lengths on the next car in line. Sterling Marlin, he rides fifth with Ricky Rudd in sixth.
6: And a big log jam of traffic from there on back as some of the leaders try and work their way clear and free of lap traffic. It's Martin, Irvin, Gordon. Two car lengths to Musgrave. One car length to Sterling Marlin. He and Ricky Rudd come charging up on Musgrave's
0: outside. Ford shows the way into turn number three. Now up to the top of the banking goes Sterling Marlin. This will be the battle for the fourth position. Ted Musgrave on the inside. Marlin on the outside. Musgrave,
3: over the last number of weeks, has really come on as the cars shuffle in and around behind him. They're going to leave Musgrave out to dry. Marlin goes by. Schrader goes by. Rudd goes by. Earnhardt goes by. Morgan Shepard says bye-bye as they all go right by Musgrave back into
0: turn one. Dale Earnhardt, likewise, makes the move around Musgrave. Now he goes on the attack to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Earnhardt picks up a spot just ahead of him. Three wide off turn two. Schrader to the inside of Jeff Gordon. Sterling Marlin to the outside.
6: Schrader is going to pick up the third position now Sterling Marlin's going to be left to race with Dale Earnhardt for fourth as they put Jeff Gordon in a sandwich. Give Earnhardt fourth. Give
0: Ricky Rudd fifth. Now Irvin goes to the lead. Or Chevrolet is chasing the Ford. Ernie Irvin's yellow car to the inside of the racetrack. Mark Martin up high. Irvin has the position in the corner, but Martin battles back. Schrader's also there for second.
2: And if you get hung out to drive, whether it's the bottom side or the high side, you're going to lose some spots. Here comes Earnhardt. Down to the bottom of the racetrack. Right in the middle of the dog
0: leg, he goes to the bottom of the speedway. He
2: moved around. Mark Martin moves around. Kenny Schrader, he'll go after the leader Ernie Irvin in turn one. Right
0: up on the rear deck of Irvin, climbing the 31 degree banking of turn one. Earnhardt peeks down low to make his move here. Can't do it because Irvin's got the bottom line block. Single file off turn number two. It's Irvin, Earnhardt, Schrader, and Mark Martin.
6: Everybody stays in line for now. Running right behind Mark Martin is Ricky Rudd, Sterling Marlin, Jeff Gordon there. Then they get three deep. Darrell Waltrip down to the inside of Ted Musgrave and Dale Jarrett as Earnhardt
0: goes for the lead. Dale Earnhardt to the inside of the racetrack is Black Chevrolet stick right down to the bottom of the track. Here's Schrader for second. Irvin is up high. Schrader gets the position off turn four. But it's
3: Dale Earnhardt who will reassume the lead. He last led at lap number 98. Now at lap number 128. He's again at the head of the class with Schrader, Irvin, Rudd, and Martin behind. It's, it's deep,
1: deep, deep down. down. I've got a third i got a quench it. There's a reason Gatorade thirst quenches on the NASCAR circuit. Because Gatorade quenches a deep-down thirst like nobody else. In fact, Gatorade provides fluids, minerals, and energy 30% faster than water. The pros know nothing beats Gatorade.
10: Among the top 20
1: drivers on the NASCAR Winston Cup circuit, there are five different makes of cars, but only one brand of gasoline, 76. For performance you can count on, go with the spirit. The spirit of 76.
2: Back at the Daytona International Speedway, 129 laps are on the board. When they come back, we'll have 30 to go. There's Chasing Dale Earnhardt, Kenny Schrader rides second, Ernie Irvin is third, Ricky Rudd is fourth. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio.
3: It's a great battle for the lead here in the Pepsi 400. All of the fans just standing and watching as Schrader and Earnhardt battle side-by-side side just ahead of Irvin and Ricky Rudd. All of those cars steaming back
0: into turn number one.
3: A
1: couple of Chevrolets
0: battling for the lead. Two Chevrolets watching it all unfold and a Ford. Next in line, it's Earnhardt and Ken Schrader. Still side-by-side side off turn two. Irvin, Ricky Rudd, and Sterling Mahler following them off the corner.
6: Still no one able to get a clear advantage. Now it'll be Earnhardt who moves into the lead. Sole possession. Schrader drops in line behind him here. Here comes Ricky Rudd with Sterling Marlin's
0: help down to the inside by Ernie Irvin alongside Schrader. Rudd will challenge Schrader on the entrance of the corner. Now gets a half a car length on Schrader through the turn, but Schrader battles back to the high side. There's Sterling Marlin in the Ford trying to make it three wide off the turn as they head off turn four and back to start finish.
2: You won't see much better racing than we're watching here this afternoon as it comes down to the conclusion of the Pepsi 400. 19 cars still on the lead lap and about 18 of them are locked nose to tail chasing Dale Earnhardt back to turn one.
0: Sterling Marlin gets stuck out of the draft this time. Holding the inside line they'll fly by him. It's Earnhardt up front now Schrader takes a real high line going to the outside of Ricky Rudd. He'll battle there for second. Ernie Irvin next in line in fourth. Now Marlin finally falls in line behind Irvin.
6: All those cars racing for second on back. Better not let Dale Earnhardt get away. He's opened up seven eight car lengths now as they go three wide for third. Marlin inside of Rudd, inside of
0: Irvin into the corner. Sterling Marlin to the inside of the racetrack. Ken Schrader is there to provide the block in second but Marlin has third. The battle is for fourth. Ricky Rudd on the inside of Ernie Irvin.
3: Meanwhile, Mark Martin has backslid to 10th spot after not making a tire stop a short while ago. Jim Phillips. We're in his
10: pit with Steve Meal
3: as the cars go by. Steve,
10: the last time you didn't take on any tires, has it hurt you? Oh, well, we haven't been real good all day.
12: The car's been real tight. We wanted to stay out and get our five points. Really didn't think we could improve on it. We only had 10-lap tires on. We knew we were going to fade back right now. We're just hoping we missed the wreck.
10: That's Steve Bale. A report on Kyle Petty. They brought uh, a golf cart down and picked up Kyle Petty, took him uh, over to the infield care center. Some of the panels, when he got uh, tagged to the side, were opened on the car, let some of the fumes from the exhaust pipe come up in there, and that it uh, was not heat exhaust, and the fumes got to Kyle, and he had to get out of the car, but he's all right, Uh, talked to his wife, said he's fine, just overcome by the fumes, and they could not find anyone to replace him to drive his car.
3: So the two Pettys that were entered in the event, both Kyle and Richie Petty, now in the garage area. So too Jimmy Means, Wally Dallenbeck, Jeff Bodine, Hut Strickland, Jimmy Horton, Bobby Labonte, Jimmy Spencer. Jimmy Hensley retired his car early, though Jeff Bodine has brought it back to run it here in the latter stages of the day. All of that in and around the four caution periods and the umpteen number of lead changes. It's been a good, solid event today. The fans, as we say, standing and watching. But we've got caution now being thrown on the speedway caution for debris here in the trioval as a couple of cars came by and tagged off one another and a piece of debris comes off a car right here in the trioval. So this is going to be caution flag number five at lap number 134. This mid-race update brought to you by Planters Nuts. Eat Planters. Everybody loves a racing nut as Dale Earnhardt will now lead the 85th lap of the day for him, assuring him of a five-point bonus for the most proficient lap leader of the day and caution for debris here in the trioval, lap number 134
2: well now this is going to cause some of those crew chiefs to get gray hair a little bit quicker down there dick brooks having to make the decision of course that for a couple of the front cars come in more than likely everybody will but uh, somebody's got to make that decision first
11: well if the car wasn't working right for somebody like uh, maybe mark martin for instance uh, they can decide that they want to come in and make a change on it they're not going to do any better uh, unless they do and, uh, and if they do make a change it might do some better so they're going to have to make that decision the cars that are running really close right in the front uh, maybe third, fourth or fifth and the guy struggling to keep up is going to have to make a decision whether they come in a lose track position or not. If the people, if the lead cars come in then they probably need to too. Uh, if it don't then, uh, then maybe they need to just hang in, in the position they're in so this is the reason that racing's gone from uh, everybody running up and down the road in a pickup truck to these guys riding around jet airplanes making these decisions.
2: Pace car takes them over to turn number three. I'd hate to have to make some of the calls that they do down on pit road now, that's for sure. Earnhardt is the leader, and he will probably decide one way or the other. If he goes on pit road, very likely at least the top 10 or 12 will go right in behind him to uh, do more or less what he does. If he takes on two tires, they'll probably take on two. If he takes on four, they'll probably take on four.
3: So at lap number 136, we'll wait and see how the strategies play out here in this fifth caution flag of the day. We have seen a number of good runs from a number of different teams. Kenny Schrader, if you're just joining us, starting 41st with a provisional starting spot. And not a soul will duck down pit road. Elmo Langley's going to keep him up. Here comes Morgan Shepard. He'll make a pit stop. The uh, go Ford of the Wood Brothers is running in 13th spot among the... 19 men on lead lap. So Morgan figures it's probably worth it putting on fresh rubber here even if you do end up losing five or six positions. Let's go to pit road.
4: Now the story there is after 22 laps the first two times they pitted the car started to push. Eddie Wood said we'd love to have a caution flag with about 20 laps to go. They're right at 24 laps so Eddie Wood, the rest of the Wood Brothers getting their wish. They're changing four tires, filling it up with Unical gasoline and the Sitco Ford returning to the racetrack.
2: Brett Bodine is on pit road. Rick Mast is on pit road. Jim Phillips.
10: Greg Sachs also in, Barney. He takes on uh, four tires, and they also bumped up the spoiler, uh, rear spoiler on his car, so evidently he's running a little bit loose. Uh, Tires for Mast and uh, Bodine, and they're back on the speedway right now.
3: So at lap 136, working this fifth caution period of the day. Don't forget coming up this Tuesday evening, we'll open up the phone lines to you toll-free for NASCAR Live at 7 o'clock Eastern Time as we close in on our 500th broadcast of NASCAR Live. And we've got a contest that we'd love for you folks to be part of. We're calling it the NASCAR Live 500 Sweepstakes. We'd like for you to tell us who our very first guest was on our first NASCAR Live show, January the 10th, 1983. It might... uh, Obviously, take it back a while, but uh, think back to who the prominent drivers were back in 1983. And tell us who our very first guest was 500 shows ago. All of the correct answers will be put in a drum and a grand prize drawing will be held. And here's what you can win a NASCAR Weekend at the Richmond International Raceway. We'll bring you up to Richmond September 10th and the 11th. We've got two tickets to the Autolite Platinum 250. That's the NASCAR Busch Series race on the 10th of September. We've got two tickets. Gets to the Miller 400 Saturday night, the 11th of September. We'll have two pre-race passes for you for the Miller 400 so you can get down to pit Road and meet all the drivers. We'll give you airfare. We've got a two-night stay for you at Richmond's Hotel Jefferson, dinner at the Tobacco Company Restaurant in the historic Slip area. We'll also bring you on up to the MRN broadcast booth prior to the broadcast of the Autolite Platinum 250 to say hello. If you'd like to enter, just send your entry to MRN Radio care of our nascar live 500 sweepstakes post office box 2888 daytona beach florida and the zip code is 32115 again we want you to tell us who our very first guest was 500 shows ago january the 10th 1983
2: i bet you don't even remember
3: i had to look it up (laughs) you know (laughs) we were we were talking in the office the other day and said you know that would be a great question and i thought it was one particular fella and it turned out that was the second show, because I remember that one because I cut the man off about 16 times. I uh, was still learning how to work the uh, the telephone interface unit there, and our particular guest on the second show was very patient. Every time I put a caller on the air, I disconnected him, and it happened like 16 times. But that was our second show, our first one. Think about it, back to 1983.
2: We'll take a break, and we'll be back to Daytona.
3: What does it take to be a mountain man? Man, do you need a
1: big horse? Do you need a d- do you have to rope cattle do you have to herd steer well the simple truth is you just gotta have the beer bush beer
0: and easy drinking bush life. have you got what it takes to be a mountain man
1: what does it take to live a mountain man's life get smooth bush berries
0: and drinking bush life. bush
7: and bush light anheuser bush st Louis, missouri
12: the folks at Highlight Myers Furniture are branching out. In addition to all your
9: favorite furniture, we now sell Winston Cup apparel in all of our nearly 450 stores and for considerably less than it costs at the track.
12: So come to Highlight Myers. We can furnish your living room, dining room, bedroom, family room, and for you Winston Cup fans, why we can even furnish your closet.
6: We
1: Sunday, NASCAR Busch Series racing from the Milwaukee Mile. Live coverage of the Haviland 250 begins at 2 Eastern on MRN Radio.
2: As the field comes across the line, they get the indication they'll take the green next time by to settle the Pepsi 400. From the Daytona International Speedway, this is MRN Radio.
3: 138 laps on the board. They'll get the green at lap 139. So 21 times around the speedway to settle the running of the Pepsi 400 with $937,000 on the line in this 35th annual renewal. Eli, Let's go down to pit road.
11: Yeah, one of the, I think one of the deserved things is uh, Ken Wilson, the, the mechanic on uh, the number eight car, Sterling Marlin. They've been running so good the last two or three races, and they've just voted him uh, Western Auto mechanic of the Race, and he gets $1,000 for it.
10: That's pretty, that's pretty good, and we're real happy the way we're running right now in uh, the past couple of races, but we've had a good year this year. Just had some mechanical problems, and uh, guys have picked up on that, and uh, we're just showing what we've had all year.
11: Well, I've spent a lot of time in these pits the last two three races, so these guys are really picking up. Field comes down. Green flag goes
2: in the air and they're set to run for the checkered flag in the Pepsi 400. Earnhardt's a leader. Schrader is second. Riding third is Sterling Marlin. Fourth is Ricky Rudd and fifth right now is Ernie Irvin. Single file. They're back in turn
0: one. Earnhardt leads the way. Picks up a car length on Ken Schrader now as Sterling Marlin rides along in the third spot. Lower cars down on the inside line. They're led by Michael Waltrip. Bill Elliott also there. Lead lap cars now begin to accelerate off turn number two. Move by the slower traffic as they hit the back straightaway.
6: Everybody's still single file. Everybody's still trapped by the lap cars. Michael Waltrip there, Bill Elliott there, among others. Earnhardt clears the traffic, as does Schrader. Now Marlon, Ricky Rudd, Ernie Irvin, all now working out single file.
0: Two Chevrolet show the way. The lead lap cars now snaking their way around the top of the banking, moving their way down to the bottom of the racetrack. That's where Dale Earnhardt is right now as he exits turn four.
3: 19 cars on the lead lap. Michael Waltrip was running in 20th, trying to get the lap back, unable to do so. Further back, Bobby Hamilton goes three wide to get around Jeff Purvis and Dick Trickle as those cars are number of laps down battle. The leaders
0: snake their way back towards turn number one, chasing Earnhardt with 20 laps to go. Nose to tail, back up into turn number two. Only car going way up the banking this time is Terry Labonte. He's about seventh in line, but up front, Earnhardt leads the way, a car length over Ken Schrader and Sterling Marlin.
6: Schrader and Marlin, second and third, fourth Ricky Rudd, fifth Ernie Irvin, Jeff Gordon, sixth, Terry Labonte, seventh, Dale Jarrett runs eighth, Mark Martin is ninth, then the lap car, Michael Waltrip, and tenth place Ted Musgrave.
0: Ricky Rudd taking a look at Sterling Marlin. That's a battle for the third position. Position, but Marlin's car works well to the inside of the racetrack, so the Ford will hold on to third off turn four.
2: Remember all that we've been talking about this afternoon about him dicing door to door, three wide and whatever? Well, when it comes down to about 19 laps to go and you're running in there and you get hung out to dry, you're going to lose a lot of positions right now you're going to see anybody that pulls out make dad blame sure as they say up where I come from that you can get around they're still single file back in turn one Ernie Irvin's going to go a little bit high.
0: Interesting thing Barney right now is everyone sticking down to the bottom of the track. We talked earlier about how high they were going. This time everybody stays low as they exit turn two and hit the back
6: straight away. Watching Greg Sachs and Morgan Shepard who made those pit stops under caution try and slice their way back up through traffic they've picked up four spots now trying to keep up with the tail
0: end of this lead draft Sterling Marlin trying to dice his way up to second. Ken Schrader's car is there. Marlin wagged to the outside, then back down to the inside, but Schrader doesn't give way. He'll hold on to second.
3: Everybody now working to the inside of Michael Waltrip as the Pennzoil Pontiac goes high to allow all the cars on the lead lap to get by. Bernhardt, Schrader, Marlin, Rudd, Urban, Gordon, they're all tied tightly together. Terry Labonte, Dale Jarrett, they're all
0: there battling for the lead now with 19 laps to go. Ricky Rudd sneaks a peek down to the inside of Sterling Marlin, thinks better of it. He'll fall back in line in single file. Only car out of line now is Dale Jarrett. He's about eighth in line. He peeks to the outside, closer to the front. Ernie Urban now looks to the inside of the tied Chevrolet.
6: Urban drops out of line, pulls up to the inside. No one will go with him, but the hole remains in line. Terry Labonte wasn't able to close it up. Ernie Irvin gets back in line six.
0: Terry Labonte looks to the high side of Irvin, but Irvin drifts up the banking. Now also Labonte goes up. Here comes Dale Jarrett to the inside. He'll dust off Labonte in the apex of the turn.
2: And Terry Labonte got hung out to dry a little bit in the middle of that corner. He'll lose one spot. So far, everybody is single file. In a few minutes as the laps begin to wind down to the last ten, more than likely you'll see one or two cars drop down. I'm sure the crew chiefs on Pit Rover saying, hey, tell your driver, we're going to pull out, go with us. That's beginning to happen over in turn two right now.
0: Ernie Irvin on the charge to the inside of Jeff Gordon. He'll pick up the fifth spot and try to move up underneath Ricky Rudd. Irvin still nailed down to the bottom of the racetrack. Instead of moving up alongside Ricky Rudd, he falls back to battle with Jeff Gordon. He had
6: some drafting help in the form of Dale Jarrett now, but everyone else that was behind them is abandoned ship on the inside line. Now Terry Lavani and Ken Musgrave will move down and try and help them along.
0: Ernie Irvin gets by the Jeff Gordon car now Dale Jarrett does as well. Here comes Labonte to the inside of Gordon. Side by side through the corner. Labonte with the edge off turn four.
3: Labonte in a new
0: car with engines provided by
3: Runt Pittman, the man who builds the engines for Ernie Irvin. Labonte beginning to climb his way towards the front. Well, time is short with 16 laps to go. Let's go to the pitch.
11: One thing I think that uh, we need to keep mentioning, these guys you know, kind of work themselves together. They're, they're driving uh, GM cars. they they all help GM cars a little bit. If they're driving Ford cars, they help Ford cars just a little bit. Well, this time of the race they may, but accord to the end, they're gonna they're gonna fend for themselves. But there's only one Ford in the top eight. You know he's got to feel like a lonesome Indian out there. Field
6: heads back to turn three. At one forward is Sterling Marlin. He's running third between five Chevrolets now as they work to the corner.
0: Marlin getting the pressure from Ricky Rudd. This time, Sterling Marlin sticking it right down to the bottom of the racetrack. Rudd took a peek there, but the lane didn't open up, so they'll stay single file and hold position
11: off turn four.
0: That
2: long line of cars work their way out of turn number four and back down to the line, 145 laps complete, 15 to go as Earnhardt continues to lead Kenny Schrader, Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, and Ernie Irvin. Then it's a couple of car links back to Dale Jarrett the rest of the field as they work back to turn two.
0: One car stepping out of line. Mark Martin will challenge Ted Musgrave for about the tenth position. Pulls down to the inside of the track. Martin does. Can't make the move. He'll fall back in line, but now to the outside of him taking his spot on the line is Morgan Shepard. He'll move up off
6: turn two. Shepard continues to try and wind his way back towards the front. Darrell Waltrip drops down to the inside to try and pass both Mark Martin and Morgan Shepard. Can't do it now as they go single file into the
0: corner. Mark Martin shuts down the inside lane. Waltrip hanging about two car lengths off his bumper. Now he'll tuck back in line. Those three go single file off turn four. Here they come back
3: to the stripe. Again, nobody making a move except way back where Morgan Shepard works along with Mark Martin and Darryl Walton trying to climb to the front if there's any way possible. 146
0: on the board. 14 laps to go as they head back to turn one. Still single file. Dale Earnhardt leaves the way. Ken Schrader rides along second. Sterling Marlin third. Then Ricky Rudd rides in the fourth position. Fifth is Ernie Irvin. No one stepping out of line. Although up front now, Schrader peeks to the inside of Earnhardt.
6: Just for a second, Schrader looked down to the inside. Now falls back in line, tucking up tightly in the draft behind Earnhardt Chevrolet. Sterling Marlin and Ricky Rudd right on
0: Schrader's back bumper now, still single file. Marlin taking a look to the inside there with Schrader. Now Schrader gaining up just a bit on Earnhardt as they enter the corner. Dale Earnhardt losing that car length and a half, make it just a half a car length lead off turn four.
2: And they continue to ride single file. We've seen a couple of moves made with some cars a little further back in the pack, trying to gain a position, get hung out to dry, and instead of gaining, lose a couple. But sooner or later, as these laps wind down, somebody has got to go down to the inside or the high side, and hopefully somebody will draft along with them to get up there and challenge Dale Earnhardt. They're back in one.
0: Barney, it's like the calm before the storm. Right now, everyone's being so patient. You're just waiting for someone to step out of line and make a bid for a move. Once again, they stay single file through turn two and onto the back straightaway.
6: Things shuffle up just a bit from fifth on back. Here's Dale Jarrett down to the inside of Ernie Irvin.
0: Trouble in turn two. One car gets spun off the back straightaway. Off turn number two, it's Phil Parsons. Got a nudge from Bobby Hamilton coming off the turn. The car spins to the side of the track and way down the back straight away towards Allen Bestwick.
6: Bill Parsons car now comes to a halt on the grass. Never hit anything. Never picked up off the ground. Hasn't touched a thing. Parsons now sitting on the infield grass. He has fired the car. The tires spinning, kicking up some dirt and mud. Now Parsons is moving back towards the racing surface.
2: Bill Parsons will come on around the racetrack, but meanwhile, the leader, Dale Earnhardt, crosses the start-finish line and takes the caution flag. There was no change in the running order among the front seven or eight cars when they came back, so this changes everything thing one more time. 148 laps on the board. We're under caution from the Daytona International Speedway. This is MRN Radio.
3: The sixth caution period of this afternoon. Lap number 148 is Phil Parsons had his car break loose there out of turn number two. He is now back on his way and here comes Mark Martin to make his pit stop. Mark is going to come in here at lap number 149. Remember when everybody else pitted among the leaders at lap 121, Mark had 10 lap old tires. You heard Steve Meal tell us there was no need to pit then, but he's in now, Jim Phillips. He
10: certainly is, and the tires are going on this time, Eli. the jack up the right side, they're going to change all four tires. Brett Bodine comes down to the pit lane, rolling to his pit st- uh, stall. We're in the Dale Jarrett pit. He won the Daytona 500 with a good handling race car just a few laps ago, Jimmy Makar. Can he pull it out?
12: Well, I don't know. We don't, uh, unfortunately, we don't have as good a handling race car right now as we had in the 500. We've been chasing it all week.
7: Uh,
12: the new tire stagger we have here compared to uh, the 500s got us a little bit baffled, and uh, I just don't think we have quite what it's going to take. But, you know, stranger things have happened down here in this race, so we're going to take what
3: we can. Uh, you know, right now, uh, we'll just have to see what happens. Well,
10: they're setting second to the points. They surely want to finish this race.
3: Rusty Wallace has been on pit road. He's running an 18th spot. We've not talked much about Rusty today, but he's in and out along with the others who have made stops here. Phil Parsons, we mentioned Davey Allison, Brett Bodine, and Mark Martin. Don't forget again, a reminder about the McDonald's All-Star Race Team now accepting nominations for your favorite driver. 1-900-454-1994 is the number to call. The call lasts about three minutes with the... Cost of about 95 cents a minute. You must be 18 years of age or over with a touch-tone telephone to vote for the McDonald's All-Star Race Team. Again, that number, one nine hundred four five four nineteen ninety four. 454 1994 this just the front end of our racing doubleheader here on MRN this weekend. Don't forget, tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern time, we'll be with you from the Milwaukee Mile for the Haviland 250, the NASCAR Busch Series. Rusty Wallace was up there testing the other day. He'll be one of the Winston Cup drivers in the Haviland 250, and he's excited about going back to Milwaukee. Oh,
9: the place is completely sold out, I hear. I mean, it, I hear it's going to be a great race. The, that area, that racetrack has been starving for a Winston Cup-type race or a Grand National race for a long time, and it's just something that's inevitable. It's going to have to happen because the people need the racing up there. And when they heard the Grand National cars were coming, and that I was coming back to the place, and and, uh, and uh, some other the Winston Cup drivers were coming also. I mean, the place is sold out like crazy. So I mean, I, I'm excited to get up there. I tested there a couple weeks ago. My car ran good, so I got myself back in a rhythm.
3: That's all coming up tomorrow at 2 o'clock Eastern time. And again, coming up in about two hours from now in Milwaukee, the NASCAR Winston All-Pro Series. They'll run at 4 o'clock Central time today in their 100-lap event. Also next week, July the 11th, the Slick 5300 from Loudoun, New Hampshire, the New Hampshire International Speedway. And that is an event, as Rusty said, the folks in Milwaukee looking forward to tomorrow's race. The people in New Hampshire have been counting down the days ever since all 56,000 tickets were sold in about uh, 35 or 40 minutes.
2: It's going to be interesting to see how well they can run up there. A lot of the, a few of the drivers have been up and tested, but surprisingly, not a lot of the Winston Cup teams have been up there. Now, some of them have went up and run bush races, so they do have a little experience on the track, but a Winston Cup uh, race there is going to be totally different. It's going to be a great show. Marty? But, yeah, go ahead.
10: Uh, down in the Ricky Rudd pit to Gary DeHart. Uh, You're sitting in a pretty good spot right now. Can you pull this race up? Gosh dang, Jim, I don't know. I I think we can. You know, anybody can win it from that part. You know, Ricky's not complaining too much about the car, so the car's pretty good. Uh, Hood's jumping up and down a little bit. I'm concerned about a vibration right now at this point, but I I, I don't know what that's about. But uh, I believe we'll be all right. There's a few laps to go, so we'll do the best we can, take it home, and be happy. Gary DeHart, the crew chief for Ricky Rudd.
2: Somebody's going to go to victory lane here very shortly. That's for sure. Pace car, Pontiac machine, brings them off turn number four, getting ready to pull on onto pit road. 150 laps are on the board. There will be nine to go when they cut them loose here at the start-finish line. Earnhardt is the leader. Kenny Schrader is second. What a run he's had, starting 41st on the field, dead last today came up through the field and is now up there challenging to win. Here they come to the line to settle, hopefully under Green right down to the wire, the Pepsi 400. Green goes up, Earnhardt takes off, gets a good start, pulls a couple of car links away from Kenny Schrader. A lot of lap traffic down to the inside. That might come into play before they get out of turn two.
0: First of those is Michael Waltrip still struggling to get back on the tail end of the lead lap, and he now has an edge over Earnhardt who doesn't come up to speed. He stacks them up behind him. Ken Schrader and Sterling all knows the tail. For now, Michael Waltrip is in front of the race leader.
6: Bill Elliott, Harry Gant, Derek Cope all with Michael Waltrip down on the inside of the lead lap cars. It's Earnhardt now clearing the Waltrip machine as does Schrader. Sterling
0: Marlin will nose his way by too the two Chevrolets down to the inside of the racetrack as they get by Waltrip. Now, Sterling Marlin working on the lap car of Michael Waltrip to the outside. As they race off the corner, Dale Earnhardt's black Chevrolet pulls out to two car lengths.
3: How many times has Dale Earnhardt been in this very position only to come up short? Just that one time, this race in 1990, has Earnhardt won a points race here at Daytona International Speedway, but he has it in control right now heading back to turn one.
0: Leads by a car length over Ken Schrader, but Schrader closes out a bit in turn number two. Sterling Marlin and also right there. All these cars using the lower line. Ricky Rudd next to nine. He's fourth. Dale Jarrett fifth. Now Ernie Irvin clearing the
6: lap car of Michael Waltrip in sixth. And Terry Labonte, the seventh place car, will clear the lap traffic as well as they come down the back straightaway. Nose to tail the front four. Put about a car length in between themselves and fifth
0: place Dale Jarrett. Sunlight flashing off the windshield of Dale Earnhardt's car as he climbs the 33 degree banking of turns three and four. There's Ken Schrader looking to the inside, but Earnhardt snaps it right down to the bottom of the racetrack and leads off the fourth corner.
2: Nobody wants to pull out to pass right now. It may be just a little bit too early for the front four or five. They want to stay as tight together as they can, pull away and put as much daylight on 6th, 7th, 8th, and ninth place as they can, maybe settling among at least four cars. That doesn't look like it's going to happen, Joe Moore. Everybody's right up there in that lead draft.
0: All single file, stay within a car length of one another once again as they snake their way off. Turn number two, Earnhardt and Ken Schrader. Schrader takes a little bit lower line further back. Morgan Shepherd takes a wide line. It'll cost him a spot as Ted Musgrave pulls down underneath him.
6: And watching Mark Martin on those fresh tires, try and charge his way up through. He's worked his way up now to the 13th spot as Musgrave and Shepard race now side by side.
0: Into the cur- uh, into the third corner, Musgrave to the inside, Shepard to the high side. They'll race side by side through the turn. Shepard's car slips up the banking. Musgrave has the edge off the fourth turn. Those cars
3: battling a good second behind that front pack of automobiles. That lead pack of Earnhardt, Schrader, Marlin, Rudd, Jarrett, Irvin, Levante, and Gorton. Charging from behind with about five laps to go is Mark Martin. He still harbors a hope to get up to that
0: lead draft. A car breakaway coming back to turn number two, led by Earnhardt, then it's Schrader, Sterling Marlin, Ricky Rudd, Dale Jarrett, Ernie Irvin, Terry Labonte, and now Jeff Gordon makes his move to the outside of Labonte.
6: Gordon gets up alongside the Kellogg Chevy and he'll bypass Terry Labonte now as Earnhardt at the head of the line, snakes his way to the inside of the back straightaway. Schrader running his tire tracks now, still
0: knows the tail. Rudd taking a look at Sterling Marlin for the third position, but can't get the edge. Marlin's car, his Ford, right down to the inside of the racetrack the top five all single file here comes Ernie Irvin to the high side
2: Ernie Irvin hangs himself out to dry hoping somebody will stay with him Jeff Gordon does and now they catch Dale Jarrett down to the inside Jarrett's going to try and literally force his way back into line and five laps to go as they head back to turn number one Dale Jarrett and Jeff Gordon go at it for fifth place.
0: Gordon's a guy on the move last time by me he was eighth he's now moved up to the sixth position getting by Dale Jarrett also on the move Ernie Irvin he goes to the outside of Ricky Rudd this would be a challenge for the fifth spot off turn two.
6: But he's not able to get it done. Rudd is able to slide up in front of him off the corner and put the brakes on Ernie Irvin for now. Irvin slides in line, single file. Earnhardt, Schrader, two car lengths to Marlon Rudd and Irvin as they go to three.
0: Jeff Gordon making the challenge for the fifth position. There's Ernie Irvin to the inside of the racetrack. Gordon is there. He'll look to the inside, but nothing doing. Ernie Irvin holds the position as they race off turn four. And as well as Earnhardt's
3: car is working, if if Schrader has any hope to try to make a pass, at least for now, it's going to have to be to the outside because Earnhardt just hugging that inside groove as best he can. Now four laps to go as they steamroll back into turn number one. What was a seven-car draft? Now up to ten cars as Urban
0: gets out of line. Here they come back into the corner. Irvin will dive low underneath the Tide Chevrolet. This will be a challenge for the fourth position. Ricky Rudd struggles to get back in line. He'll get some drafting help from teammate Jeff Gordon. He'll fall in behind the Tide Chevrolet off
6: turn two. And Ernie Irvin all by himself down to the inside of the racetrack. is going to lose the fourth spot to Rudd. He's going to lose fifth to Gordon. Now he's going to race for
0: sixth with Dale Jarrett as Ricky Rudd looks to the outside of Sterling Marlin. Marlin pinches him off. And Jeff Gordon will take the position away. Gordon moves to the inside of the racetrack. Now here comes Ernie Irvin. He'll challenge Rudd for the fifth position off the fourth turn.
2: Down to the bottom of the racetrack goes Ernie Irvin and while all that door-to-door is going on if they look directly ahead, Dale Earnhardt and Kenny Schrader have pulled away. They've got a little breathing room as the laps wind down. It is about four car lengths now. Back to Sterling Marlin, the third place car. A little further back to Ricky Rudd. The battle's for fifth. They're back in one.
8: Ricky
0: Rudd trying to hold off Ernie Irvin as he sneaks up on in the inside line. Behind them Dale Jarrett has to deal with the Mark Martin car but here is Irvin now looking to the inside of Ricky Rudd. Tries to pull up alongside forced though to fall back in line and single file.
6: He will be in the sixth spot and Mark Martin does pass. Dale Jarrett, Martin now up to seventh trying to find a way around Ernie Irvin as Dale Earnhardt and Penn Schrader lead the pack to three.
0: Mark Martin's Ford looks to the inside of Ernie Irvin's yellow Chevrolet as they climb the 33 degree banking of turn number three but the top ten cars stay single file, No to tail, back to start finish. It will be two laps to go. Five miles remain to settle
3: the Pepsi 400. Earnhardt nose to tail with Schrader. Closing again are Marlin and Gordon, then a car lane back to Ricky Rudd and Ernie Irvin. All of those cars tied together.
0: Dale Jarrett in the car lane back, all waiting to make that final move. Single file moving back into the 31 degree banking of turn number one. No one steps out of line, all using that inside line. Earnhardt with a car length over Ken Schrader, Sterling Marlin, then the Jeff Gordon car. Schrader
6: saving anything to put a move on Earnhardt. For now, he tracks Dale Earnhardt down to the inside of the back straightaway. Now they weave back to the outside. A car length to lead for Earnhardt
0: into three. Jeff Gordon on the move, looking to the inside of the Sterling Marlin car, but nothing doing there as Earnhardt continues to keep everybody at a car length at bay as they race off turn four and back to the white flag. If
2: you got anything left, you better show it right now. Here they come down to the dogleg of the Daytona International Speedway looking for the white flag. Up it goes. Earnhardt leads them across the line. Kenny Schrader, half a car length. Back Sterling Marlin about a half a car length back. Ricky Rudd is the first car, takes a look out of line as they go back to turn one for the final time.
0: Earnhardt's going to be wondering, what are they thinking behind me? He's got about a car length to the half over Ken Schrader. So far, so good. Everybody single file. Schrader holds on to second. Marlin holds on to third. Gordon starts looking down to the outside of Sterling Marlin. Earnhardt swings down to the inside.
6: Schrader looks up to his outside. Now Earnhardt puts the block on. Here comes Sterling Marlin down to the inside of Ken
0: Schrader. Earnhardt comes to the inside and blocks Marlin to three. Marlin's Ford is second. Dale Earnhardt leads. Ken Schrader slides up the banking. Here comes Schrader's Chevrolet side by side with Marlin for second but Dale Earnhardt leads to the checkered flag.
3: The side by side battle for second is going to take place and that will leave Earnhardt all alone to cruise to a win by a car length and a half. His second Daytona win. Marlin finishes second. Schrader comes home third. Ricky Rudd fourth and Jeff Gordon fifth and as soon as it went side by side for second it allowed Earnhardt to pull away and they're celebrating in the good wrench pit area as they pad their Winston Cup lead.
4: Well, Andy, great finish. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I was nervous here at the end, you know, this last Daytona race had me really nervous in that last lap. You never know, you know, and i tell you what, I wouldn't trade Dale Earnhardt, you know, for anybody, especially at East Well, you've got the point lead and the momentum right now. Well, yeah, it feels good, you know, we're doing good right now, we'll just you know, carry this feeling on. Andy Petrie, winning crew chief here
2: this afternoon. What a finish here at Daytona in the Pepsi 400. We'll be going down into the garage and visit with some of the top finishers along with the winner, Dale Earnhardt, when we come back.
10: The hot new Pontiac Grand Am GT. Oh, man,
12: good to be alive. If
1: you're ready to rock, it's the one to see.
12: 16-valve
10: HO quad 4.
12: Oh, look out road, I'm Standard
10: ABS and more.
12: Like the,
10: the new Grand Am.
1: It's pure driving excitement.
11: Richard Petty for Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets. This year, I'm going to be wearing a different hat and trusting the driving to someone else. But we're still going to have our share of racing headaches. So we're going to keep plenty of Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets around the water cooler. Goody's Tablets have the same trusted formula as Goody's Headache Powders, the one doctors prefer 3 to 1 over BC's. So look for Goody's Headache Powders and Pain Relief Tablets
9: and keep pulling for the Petty team. Goodies, a name you can trust. Uh, we just couldn't get track position at the very end and that's what hurt us uh, we'd like to have been a little closer i'd like to have been sitting second or third in line to make a dice at it but as it turns out we had to come from fifth and i guess we finished third or fourth
10: how about the vibration they talked about in the pit area last uh, part of the race
9: well uh, it was just a little tire shake it felt like like it threw a wheel weight off or something but i think it was more the turbulent air the buffeting over the cars because we were running so close together
10: well, how about this the ford chevy comes down the last few laps what do you think about it? just uh, what could ricky rudd do <laughs>
9: Well, I tell you, uh, it looks awful good for Chevrolet right now, doesn't it? Uh, Maybe I need to reconsider that that, uh, car make next year. But I think Ford's, uh, the guy's just had a tough time today. You know, the eight car run awfully good. He looked like he was probably the guy to beat on a long run. Earnhardt sort of faded away, and we didn't need that last caution. Ricky Rudd, another top five finisher this afternoon.
2: Again, the top five unofficially is Dale Earnhardt, the winner. Sterling will finish second. Third goes to Schrader. Fourth to Ricky Rudd. And fifth to Jeff Gordon.
3: Dale Earnhardt right now spending some moments calming himself down and cooling down in victory lane after his 57th career win. That is sixth on the all-time list. We'll give Dale a moment or so to uh, further cool off before we head to victory lane. Let's check back in with Winston Kelly.
4: We're with Jeff Gordon, who came home fifth, another fifth place finish here at daytona jeff good run for you
5: i tell you this is the most excited i've been in a long time to you know I, I just really gotta say a lot for my crew because they worked hard all weekend long sweated their butts off just like i did and uh i tell you they work all day long and ray Everhammer's crew chief you know he's the best there is rick hendrick's the greatest car owner in the world and you know, I just can't say enough for how good this thing ran today, and we, uh, we didn't have that good a car, really, but uh, the handling came into effect, and we got a handling race car, and it came into effect for us there towards the end. Jeff,
4: how about those last five or six laps? You're sitting back there anywhere from fifth to seventh position. Can you have any strategies then, or do you have to wait and see who does something in front of you?
5: It's all uh, instinct. You know, it just happens, and things happen so fast. Some guys would go inside, and I'd just stay high all day long, I couldn't go to the inside. If I went to the inside, I got freight trained. For some reason, we just don't have our motor or cowl or something not right because uh, we just can't keep up with them down the straightaways, but we had the handling in the corners and there towards the end, I made some good moves to the outside of guys. You get to their right rear and there's nothing they can do and you just got to fall back in line. There at the end, I tried to help Kenny Schrader out. I want him to win that thing bad, but uh, he was waving me, come on, but I just didn't have anything for him to help him out anymore.
4: Still a good, strong run. Second consecutive, fifth-place finish here at Daytona for Jeff Gordon. Let's go down to Victory Lane and Jim Phillips, or Dick Brooks, rather,
2: I should say.
11: Well, we have. Uh, Dale's got himself cooled down just a little bit. I tell you, he jumped out of the car and uh, a and, uh, happy boy. This is a happy race to win, and he jumped out of there all happy and stuff. And I, I know from anybody that's ever driven race cars before, all of a sudden something starts to happen to you, and, and uh, you just get kind of weak, and so he had to sit down there just a little bit. Dale, it was a good race and uh, a good, hot day. Uh, the last, you know, the, right at the end of that thing, you got to look back under those caution flags. You think, well, you got it whipped, and you got everybody pretty well handled, and then the caution flags come out, and then you got to re and and uh, two or three cars behind you get tangled up, and there's something, uh, you know, they can draft up on you. What would you thinking? Just kind of describe the last lap to us. Well, I, I really uh,
12: was thankful for the cautions, really, Dick, all but the restarts. Uh, it saved our tires. I, I would get loose after a, a run, and, or either the car would push off a two, be loose everywhere else. And we were fortunate, really, to get those cautions and get the restart like that and then uh, and able to stay in front of Kenny on the restarts. And that last lap, I, uh, before we got the white flag, I, I pushed it just a tick off of two, and I said, oh, it's getting tight. And I come back there the next lap, and it pushed even more, and I about got in the wall. And, well, I thought I was going to get in the wall, and the car sort of swayed out sideways. I cracked the throttle a bit. Schrader, I swerved back over. Schrader tried to go the outside, and when I, I swerved back, I, I got him pinched between the wall, sort of, and he he bumped me a bit. He had to crack the throttle. Then I, I went down, and the eight car came under him, and I sort of blocked him, and that put them side by side. It was fortunate, really. Uh, I about wrecked and didn't, didn't wreck and won the race, really. The car was good all day except for that one run. I was getting real loose, and they went off the eight car and the five, and those guys went on. But, you know, I got to thank this GM Goodrich crew and all Richard Chiller's guys. They did a great job. The engine ran great. Uh, I think we're going to run this same car at Talladega. We might even run the other one, too, and put somebody
11: else in it. You go out and win race after race after race. What makes it so exciting to do, to win a race at Daytona? Well, it, you know, it's a tough place to win a race. I've tried to win the
12: Daytona 500 here, and it seems like I can win some other races. But all, all them guys behind you want wanting to do the same thing, and you've got five or six or ten, fifteen guys behind you all plotting to get by you, and they're plotting to get by each other. And it's really tough to run strategy on that last couple laps, and, we well, were fortunate they all we could hold them off, and then when our car pushed, that enabled them to get to us. And You know, I, I, I don't know. I, we just love, lucky, and I'm glad we didn't tear this car up. I think we're going to try to put Neil Bonnet in it at, at, at Talladega.
11: Okay, well, that's uh, maybe a little insight right there. <laughs> I think that's what they're going to do, and uh, we're off on our way down to a fishing trip with a bunch of us, and uh, I'm sure Dale's going to. Uh, relax down there a little bit and uh, have a good time well, I hope you
2: guys don't eat all the bait we'll pause 10 seconds on MRN radio for station identification at day Daytona International Speedway, let's go back to the garage
10: yeah, we're going to get an with Kenny Schrader, third place finish today get him, uh, a Gatorade Kenny, it was a wild finish there
5: yeah, I got up Dale got tied off too, checked up we knew that was his weak point, he checked up I got my nose in there he kind of
11: wiped it for me, you know, just, just like anyone would do. We touched, and that allowed Sterling to get a run at us. But the uh, car was good. Pit stops, fantastic. motor was good.
10: Going from 41st to, to the third-place finish has been a fantastic day for you.
11: We'll take it. It ain't been real bad. That's
10: Kenny Schrader, third-place finish this afternoon.
3: Dale Earnhardt led 110 of the 160 laps here today. There were 28 lead changes among 14 drivers. That's the kind of pace they were setting with 32 of the 41 starters running at the conclusion. The average speed today, 151.529 miles an hour in a race that was slowed six times by caution. We had a lot of uh, candidates for the goodies Headache Award today, Barney, but uh, probably as good a... Candidate as any for the $1,000.
2: Well, the members of the media covering today's Pepsi 400 have voted the Goodies Headache Award of $1,000 to Jimmy Hensley, plus a $250 donation will go to the Brenner Children's Hospital in Winston-Salem, North Carolina from Goodies Manufacturing and Jimmy Hensley.
3: So, Dale Earnhardt with his win today, his 57th of his fine career, inducted yet again into the Gatorade Circle of Champions. Andy Petrie, as the winning crew chief, will pad his lead in the uh, Plastic coat Winning Finish Award. He has been the most proficient. Thanks, obviously, to his driver's successes. You know that that team has averaged 7.3 in their overall finishes this year. The next closest is Dale Jarrett who has averaged 11.1. So it's a rather significant difference in what uh, Earnhardt has done over everybody else so far. Well,
2: I think they came back from the bad year they had last year, which was not bad for some teams, but for Earnhardt and that team the standards they had set for the last four or five it was a bad year. So they came back this year with just as full of determination and they really made good on some things that they said they were going to do
3: we want to take a quick second right here to uh, spend a moment and talk about a very good friend of all of us in the racing world who passed away last weekend jim respect who many folks knew as an executive vice president of corning glassworks and a member of the board of directors of nascar and watkins Glen international dick brooks you knew him in those roles you also knew jim respect as we all did as a very good personal friend a very special man who's going to be missed by everybody
11: uh, Eli, I think probably, uh, I hate to get sentimental over this thing, but I, I went up to her, uh, uh wake that they had the other day, or I mean, uh, a mass that they had and, and, uh, for some reason or other, I felt more emotions. I think over that man, than anybody ever had, he was an amazing man. He dealt with people, uh, uh, with the Harley Davidsons. He dealt with people that, that worked. He dealt with executives and, uh, and the heads of States and, uh, he did it all exactly the same way. He was an amazing man. He's going to be missed a lot.
3: Jim Respeck passing away last weekend at the age of 50. Here at Daytona International Speedway, the Pepsi 400 in the books. Dale Earnhardt takes home the victory. Other racing that's going to be taking place this weekend includes the action this evening at 7 o'clock for the NASCAR Goodies Dash Series. They'll run a 100-lapper at the Somerville Speedway in South Carolina. The NASCAR Bush All-Star Tour doing it on the dirt tonight at 6 o'clock. They'll be running at the Davenport Speedway in Davenport, Iowa. Weather permitting, obviously, in Davenport. They've had some major problems weather-wise here the last few days. You might want to check as to... uh, the schedule on that event. The NASCAR Featherlight Southwest Tour running the Firecracker 100 tonight at the Mesa Marin Raceway in Bakersfield, California. That's at 8 o'clock Pacific time. And coming up tomorrow, the NASCAR Winston West Series and the Mellow Yellow 200 at Portland, Oregon Speedway, where Kyle Petty will be on hand. He's not racing in the event, but Kyle's going to be over there to uh, take part in the festivities and the oldest Winston, rest, uh, Winston West race on the circuit. The Mellow Yellow 200 dates back to 19. 19- 54. That's all on tap coming up tomorrow. We've got the final order of uh, finish for you here,
2: Bart. Dale Earnhardt is the winner. Sterling Marlin will finish second. Kenny Schrader runs third. Ricky Rudd finished fourth. Jeff Gordon finishes fifth. Mark Martin runs sixth. Ernie Irvin is seventh. Dale Jarrett finished eighth. Terry Labonte was ninth. Ted Musgrave finished tenth. Rick Wilson a great run for the STP car here today. Comes home 11th. Bobby Hillen finished 12th. Darrell Waltrip 13th, Morgan Shepherd 14th, Greg Sachs 15th, Rick Mass was 16th, 17th goes to Bobby Hamilton, Rusty Wallace is 18th, Brett Bodine is 19th, and rounding out the top 20 is Bill Elliott.
3: 21st today is Harry Gant, Michael Walch of 22nd, 23rd is Jeff Purvis, Derek Cope has to settle for 24th, had a whole lot better car than that though. 25th will be Phil Parsons, Dick Trickle comes home in 26th, 27th is Dave Marcus, in 28th it's the uh, Kenny Wallace car, ahead of 29th running Lloyd, Allen, and 30th, P.J. Jones. Davy Allison comes home in 31st. 32nd is Richie Petty. Kyle Petty finishes 33rd. 34th is Jimmy Hensley. Wally Dallenbach with engine failure comes home in 35th. 36th will be Jimmy Means. 37th, Jeff Bodine. 38th place finisher today is Jimmy Horton. Jimmy Spencer finishes 39th. In 40th will be Hut Strickland. And first out of the event today as part of a multi-car accident, Bobby Labonte he'll come home in 41st position. So that's the story here in Daytona today. Time for us to pack up the microphones and head north to the land of beer and bratwurst. We'll be in Milwaukee, Wisconsin tomorrow for the Haviland 250 for the NASCAR Busch Series. It's at 2 o'clock Eastern time. You'll hear it right here on MRN Radio as the NASCAR Busch Series returns to the Milwaukee Mile. First time since 1985. And then don't forget, next weekend, we'll be with you from New Hampshire for the Slick 5300. The NASCAR Winston Cup contingent heading to New Hampshire International Speedway for the first time. Of course, throughout this coming week, Ned Jarrett it's World of Racing will be along weekday mornings. Alan Bestwick with NASCAR today, weekday afternoons, and Tuesday night at seven o'clock. NASCAR Live will take your calls toll-free at 1-800-2-NASCAR. So we hope you have a great holiday weekend. Invite you to join us tomorrow at 2 from Milwaukee. Our thanks to Joel Moore, Alan Bestwick, and Fred Armstrong. They covered the turns today. Jim Phillips, Dick Brooks, and Winston Kelly were busy in the pits and the garage. Martha Oliver and Judy Robinson were on the scoring loop. Our production assistant was Eddie LaRue. For Barney Hall, I'm Eli Gold.
1: MRN Radio. Coverage of the NASCAR Winston Cup Series has come to you from Daytona International Speedway and sponsored by pontiac and your local pontiac dealer pontiac we are driving excitement by anheuser busch brewers of smooth bush beer and easy drinking bush life by unical and your local 76 dealers who invite you to go with a spirit of 76 by the bunker hill line of canned meats flat out better than the rest by western auto the official auto parts and service store of nascar by STP Oil Treatment, Gas Treatment, Fuel Injector Cleaner, and Son of a Gun Protectant. By Planner's Nuts eat planners everybody loves a racing nut by Heilig Myers meyers furniture proud sponsor of the bobby hill and junie don levy thunderbird by Wix filters you'll find them at professional auto parts stores and on dale jarrett's car and by maxwell house coffee the official coffee of nascar the executive producer of mrn radio is john mcmullen associate producer alan bestwick chief engineer harry howard Production Director, Clay Stalker. Affiliate Relations, David Hyatt and Cheryl Knight. Production Assistant, Stephanie Ellis, Sandy Good, Clark Moore, and Maria Viviano. This is Rick Lewis. This broadcast was a production of MRN Radio, a division of
8: International Speedway Corporation. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.